Hi, we're listening to Midas Touch just live streamed. <laughs> I was trying to assess surf. what it is that I've even done today, and I'm like, I don't even know what I. <laughs> At the time, it made a lot of sense, and we were just giving you a hard time. I'm sorry if it, if it took your brain to a different level. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You literally look like the Charlie Day man. Uh, He's rattled. Ben's rattled. What do we yeah, do? I don't even guy. know what I, I'm just trying. Like I'm going over the day, and I'm like, I wrote this today, but I have no clue. It'll, it'll, it'll be okay. Trump arraignment. Trump arraignment. But we're Trump, talking about well, the Eugene Carroll. Eugene Eugene Carroll. Um, she filed a motion for summary judgment in the other defamation case that she has pending. Um, and she basically argued, look, I won the first defamation case, right? First defamation case I won. Um, so therefore, the jury verdict should stand. It should basically be the exact same finding. Let's just get to damages. We don't need people to uh, reach any conclusion on the merits. The merits have already been decided. It's the exact same fact. So how many millions of dollars, jury, are you going to award? Right here at this point. That's the you know, that's what she basically argued, and I think the judge is going to grant the summary judgment motion, and the case is just going to be a case that simply relates to damages. That's it. And so every time, and then I think she's going to sue again. I think she's going to do another case in the future because it's uh, at least the two-year statute of limitations for the other conduct that Donald Trump engaged in, where he defamed her again. And so I think she'll sue him again. And so it's just going to go further and forth being like, yes, I like $15 million. Yes, I like $15 million. Yes, I like $15 million. And, and he's going to lose each time. So that's E. Jean Carroll. Now going to uh, Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's former business partner. Uh, Devin Archer, uh, we got his deposition testimony transcript that was uh, finally released. So we get to see what's actually stated. You know, we get to actually deal with, you know, like evidence. Um, and so I want to show you first the opposite of evidence. And I want to show you what James Comer and Jim Jordan said to Hannity um, about whether or not they've been able to find any evidence about bribery. Here, play this clip. Do you believe that this is now officially the Joe uh, Biden bribery allegation? And do you believe that you will be able to prove that, Jim Comer? I sure hope so. And I, I do believe that uh, there's a lot of smoke, and where there's smoke, there's fire. We we just heard testimony right. today that Joe Jim, Biden had lied to the American people. Where there's smoke, there's fire, and we sure hope so. Okay, that is not evidence. That is not evidence. Can I show you what is evidence? And by the way. Could you imagine special counsel Jack Smith holding the press conference? And well, we, we should show that press conference, you know, but, but, but could you imagine special counsel? We should show the press conference now so we could do a comparison. But could you imagine special counsel Jack Smith going up there and saying, ladies and gentlemen, I hope ladies so. Ladies and gentlemen. I hope. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of smoke here, a lot of smoke, and where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm going to find fire. <laughs> and so, no, that's not what you do. What he says is, here's the evidence. Read it. He is, Read. The, he is the smoke. Republicans are the smoke. They're the ones blowing smoke every single day. And then Everybody they go, oh, a lot of people 
don't see this. This is their whole thing, right? They spread the conspiracy theories and go, oh, well, many people are claiming, like Fox will use the term, growing concerns about Hunter Biden. Like, growing by who? By you. Like, you're the ones doing it. A lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of Republicans out there, they seem to distrust the Department of Justice. <laughs> Why? Why could that be? Maybe because every single day you are spreading lies and conspiracy. You, you are the reason why. Anyway, here's Jack Smith to refresh everyone's memory. Good evening. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with to defraud the United States, conspiring to disenfranchise voters, in case you didn't know. and conspiring to attempt to obstruct an official proceeding. The indictment was issued by a grand jury of citizens here in the District of Columbia and sets forth the crimes charged in the bill. I encourage everyone to read it in full. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6th, 2021, was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. As described in the indictment, it was fueled by lies. Lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election. The men and women of law enforcement who defended the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, they are patriots and they are the very best of us. They did not just defend a building or the people sheltering in it, they put their lives on the line to defend who we are as a country and as a people. They defended the very institutions and principles that define the United States. Since the attack on our capital, the Department of Justice has remained committed to ensuring accountability for those criminally responsible for what happened that day. This case is brought consistent with that commitment and our investigation of other individuals continues. In this case, my office will seek a speedy trial so that our evidence can be tested in court and judged by a jury of citizens. In the meantime, I must emphasize that the indictment is only an allegation and that the defendant must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. Powerful, powerful. And you see the contrast. I mean, and it's not just simply like stylistic, right? It's like, read it, read the, it's what they're saying to people to do. Read it, we've put it very detailed. He is entitled to a presumption of innocence that when there's, where there's smoke, there's fire, you know, not, oh, we hope so, we hope this will be the result. It's the difference between very amateurish people who are not law and order people with James Comer, Jim Jordan. They're not lawyers. Like, they're not lawyers. Like, I, I, go, I go back to this a lot. It's like, because you could pick anybody if you're a Republic, MAGA Republican or Republican. Like, if you're in the U.S. Congress, right, the person who runs the judiciary, the Judiciary Committee, I think at the very least should have passed the minimal competency test to be a lawyer. Now, do I think that that should be the minimal competency test, the bar exam? Do I think that if you pass the bar exam, that makes you diff? No, I mean, I, I don't. I just think that 
you should be a, a licensed lawyer <laughs> at the at the bare minimum. And you should go by the rules of evidence if you chair the judiciary. Sorry, that's just, I, I think, the minimal standard or threshold. One of the things about James Comer and Jim Jordan also, um, Jim Jordan covering up sexual abuse when he was a wrestling coach, James Comer being accused of sexual abuse by his ex-girlfriend. Uh, I think a common theme that we see, you know, I was looking at the speech um, over the weekend that uh, Donald Trump gave in Erie, Pennsylvania. And there was one of the speakers, too, when I was doing my hot take, I was like, I want to find out, like, like, like who is this speaker? Um, I hadn't seen him before. Was it a, a politician or who was it? It was the person who had to drop out of the race for senator, a MAGA Republican, the one who Trump endorsed first before endorsing uh, the other candidate. And he dropped out because his uh, ex-wife accused him of abuse and, 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 and other kind of very serious issues. And that's why he dropped out. And it's kind of like a constant theme that we that, that, that we see throughout. We did a whole five-minute video on it um, that uh, where we probably could have won 20 minutes um, with it. Uh, but, you know, look, I want to go back to evidence-based stuff. So Devin Archer, who is a former business partner of Hunter Biden, MAGA Republican said that what Devin Archer was going to testify was that he was in the room where Joe Biden would call Hunter Biden and get involved in business things. Not that Joe Biden called his son. Okay? Not that a father called his kid and a kid called his father on a daily basis. And at the end of the day, that's all Devin Archer testified to. All Devin Archer said is, look, I was around when, yes, Hunter would call his dad and his dad and, and Joe Biden at the time, vice president, or even in between the vice presidency and becoming president, would call his son on a daily basis and say, hey, son, I love you, and would never, he said in, in the deposition testimony, would never talk about business. It was always, hey, how's the weather, fishing, sports, hobbies, never about business. And Biden was just so super careful never to, to talk about business. And even Hunter Biden would say to Devin, yeah, I, I really will have no ability to do anything, to, to, to influence anybody. Like, my dad won't go there at all, ever. It's not something that could ever happen. And you don't have to take my word for it. We, we, we can go into the deposition. And by this way, this guy isn't my witness, right? He's not the Democrats' witness. It wasn't like the, the, the Democrats didn't hype him. Right. He's not the Democratic. He's the Republicans witness. And the Republicans are the ones saying this is what Miranda Devine, who spreads all the lies about the MAGA Republicans. This is what she said. She goes, the DOJ is trying to arrest Devin Archer ahead of his bombshell testimony Monday about Joe Biden's involvement in his son's Ukraine business when he was VP. U.S. attorney in the SDNY, Damian Williams, issued a menacing letter yesterday telling Judge Abrams to order Archer to go to jail immediately to serve a one-year sentence for his fraud conviction, right? Like, just, none of, like, none of that's true. None of that, he testified on Monday. And this person also, this Miranda Devine, she's, I think, an Australian who moved here and now works for the New York Post. Um, she had a reputation back in Australia also of, of spreading disinformation and being a very dishonest reporter. And the fact that the New York Post employs this person, whose really sole purpose for 
existing in the industry is to create lies and spread disinformation. Like, what a shame. Like, how, how shameful to have this person on your payroll um, who you want to call a journalist and, and, and just absolutely disgraceful. I wonder if there are any Murdoch ties there, being from Australia and whatnot, if, if there's oh, actually yeah, something yeah, deeper yeah. to this. I'm sure there is, right, Bim? Yeah, I'm, 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 absolutely. But then what they do is, like, they, and, and she does it in a very sinister way. Um, and I've seen how she does it before. So she considers herself an opinion columnist, not actually news. And so she writes these opinion pieces about like that are that are her like kind of defaming people. Yeah, but she says it's an opinion. And so then what Fox does is they then say, according to a report, which they then package as an opinion. But now Fox is relying on a report. So they can try to insulate themselves from defamation, but it's their own, it's their own subsidiary, <laughs> it's their own company, it's the New York Post, and it's her writing the opinion piece. And that's one of the tactics that they do, but none of it's true, like none of it's true. So then as Devin Archer is about to testify, right, the MAGA Republicans have to come up with something, right? They've been hyping this guy. They've been hyping that this, you know, that this is the bombshell of bombshells, right? So then what do you got to do? You got to then come up with another conspiracy to cover up your last conspiracy because now he has to actually testify. And he's not going to say all of the things you've been making up for many years. So now what is it? He's intimidated by the DOJ. They want to arrest him. They're trying to arrest him. And then Devin Archer has to say, no, no they're not. They're not trying to arrest me. Then the DOJ has to say, what are you talking about? None of that is true at all. But then they plant that seed. They go, why didn't he testify the way you told him? He was intimidated. That, and that's what they do. So let's just go into his deposition testimony. Question. So based on your knowledge and experience, your relationship with Hunter Biden, your time on Burisma's board, and the entirety of your knowledge and experience, do you have any basis to disagree with the conclusion that, quote, Vice President Biden did not alter U.S. foreign policy to benefit his son, Hunter Biden. Answer. I have no basis to know if he altered. I have no basis to know if he altered policy to benefit his son. So you have no knowledge. I have no knowledge. Sorry. You have no knowledge about altering any policies? No, I have no knowledge. Do you have, and then it goes on to say, do you have any basis to disagree with the conclusion that Hunter Biden's role did not influence U.S. foreign policy? Yeah, I, I, have, I have no basis. I have no basis to judge. I have no basis. Do you have no knowledge, nothing on your experience that contradicts? No, I have nothing. And then it goes on to say, so based on your knowledge, you have no evidence that would contradict? No. The report also found, quote, no evidence that any action of the U.S. government or any U.S. official was taken to benefit Burisma or Hunter Biden. Do you have any evidence or knowledge that contradicts this conclusion? No. So based on everything you saw, heard, and observed, do you have any knowledge of Joe Biden having any involvement with Burisma? No. Not direct. No. No involvement of Joe? No. Compare that to Miranda Devine. Bombshell testimony about Joe Biden's involvement in his son Hunter's Ukraine business when he was VP. So it's like you they lie about everything. And by the mm -hmm. way, if there were 17 audio recordings of Biden, if there was one audio recording of Biden saying bribes, 
I would be very disturbed about that because that's evidence if you had that. But the constant, the constant lie, 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 lie. Any one of these, if you have shame, you'd like resign. But these MAGA Republicans simply have no shame at all. Speaking of having no shame, I want to show you what Chris Christie just said on Newsmax. I disagree with Chris Christie on many issues, but I actually appreciate his run right now for office because I found that Chris Christie's been the only person running in the Republican Party who's been calling Donald Trump out. Um, this is uh, Chris Christie on Newsmax on prime time calling Donald Trump out for uh, his script. Again, they have no shame. Let's play the clip. I mean, to spend $40 million of middle class donors' money on your own legal fees when you are a billionaire, um, to, to spend $250,000 of donor on re refurbishing your plane, spend $108,000 on a stylist for your wife and call it political strategy consulting. I mean, these things are just wrong. Um, and, and the fact is that people, when they hear those things, I think will be compelled to believe they're wrong as well. Um, spend your own money on your legal fees. You're running short of it, you know, go sell Trump Tower. Um, you don't live in New York anymore anyway. How do they even argue? You know, there's no argument to that. Like, that's just that's just a fact. That's just the truth. I don't care what your political affiliation is. If you're OK with Donald Trump spending PAC money on his wife's hair, on renovating his plane, on Jason Miller's child custody lawyer, that's deeply, deeply problematic. One final thing I want to mention, of course, and that is in Fulton County, Georgia, where the main road around the Fulton County Courthouse is set to close to general traffic starting Monday morning. The Fulton County Sheriff's Office announced Thursday afternoon. Looks like next week is going to be very busy. Looks like it's going to be a very busy week for Midas Touch. Dot com as wrap in, I, I do appreciate all the prosecutors taking note of our podcast schedule to make sure that we're bringing people the most up to date information. Really, really appreciate it. But you know, this was announced by the sheriffs today, and we're already starting to see you know some barricades and, and things like that uh, go up. But you know, they're they're preparing. They're they are ready. And and these the, the sheriffs in Fulton County have actually went to the other uh, arraignments and they have seen what the scenes have been like around the courthouses and they are using their learnings from being at these other arraignments to better prepare for the what looks like a likely indictment of donald trump and possibly some other co-conspirators down in fulton county so right now they have an announcement uh, that prior street between martin luther king jr boulevard and mitchell street will be closed for 12 days starting on monday august 7th and so this is all part of their security plan that they're cooking up here. And the Fulton County Sheriff, uh, you know, he, they, they said, like, we have no idea when exactly indictments are going to drop, but we know they're going to drop within this time period and we are going to be prepared. And listen to these quotes from the Fulton County Sheriff. I thought they were pretty strong here. Here's what he said. We meet daily, and so we will have as much lead time as possibly available to us, and ultimately we will respond accordingly. But here's where it gets good. We are following our normal practices, so it doesn't matter your status. 
we will have mug shots ready for you. And here's where it gets really good. When you make a threat, when you become a keyboard bully, it's our goal to come and really hold you accountable. Woo! I missed that one. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Throw it on our Instagram, Jay. It's uh, it's it's that right there though is called law and order right there. Nice to see. And this is accountability summer right here, folks. So I, 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 I did Ooh. tease the. I did. I did tease the Trump SPAC losing its or its auditor, and I'll, I'll just mention it briefly because it shouldn't shock you that everything that Donald Trump touches is embroiled in criminality or embroiled in competence. So, uh, the independent auditor for the Trump SPAC, uh, it's called Markham LLP, resigned. And if you go through the uh, 8K form, it talks about some of the things that preceded the resignation. And it talked about how, as one of the disclosures made on May 24th, 2023, the company's audit committee concluded after discussion with the company's management and its advisors that the company's audited financial statements as of and for the year ending December 31, 2022, including in the company's annual report on Form 10K, should no longer be relied upon due to an error related to the accounting for certain expenses in the previously issued financial statement as an as of for the year ending December 31, 2022. As such error is further described in the next paragraph. As a result of such error, the company's management concluded such financial statement had to be restated that a material weakness existed in the company's internal control over financial reporting and that the company's disclosure controls and procedures were not effective as of December 31, 2022. The material weakness has not been remediated as of the date of this current report. So it has not been remediated to this date, and now they've lost their independent auditor, and the merger is supposed to take place by September 8th of 2023. And you have the SPAC, uh, Digital World Acquisition Company begging for an extension. You have Trump Media refusing to give an extension and they want to throw the SPAC under the bus. And because the SPAC agreed to like an $18.5 million settlement as well, Trump's refusing to sign the fraud settlement. They're fighting with each other and it's a complete and utter mess. And there was also, of course, an insider trading indictment with insiders at the SPAC. Um, of course, a, a DOJ action of $22 million insider trading scheme. But, you know, the, 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 you know, there, there you have it. Even Trump touches a social media company and it gets embroiled in all of that. There's only time he goes, what you I, I, just go, I just go read the evidence, read the filings, read the documents for yourself. By the way, that's why we have MidasTouch.com. In a short period of time, MidasTouch.com has already become one of the top pro-democracy websites, top news sites in the world as part of our soft launch right soft here. Launch. So make sure you go our share launch. the articles, you can read the indictment. Uh, we have some exciting announcements we're going to make next week about the people who are involved in the website, the writers, the editors. I think we've established a dream team that I'm so excited 
to make more announcements next week on the website. So make sure you go to MidasTouch.com. I'm going to check now if we hit the 200 memberships, whether they were gifted memberships or personal memberships, uh, so to see if we get that pens fly emoji. So if you want to get more memberships now to see if we add up to 200, you can do that now. You can check us out at Patreon.com slash MidasTouch to support the Midas Touch Network as well. That's different than the YouTube memberships through the Patreon. That's where we have our Zoom meetings. Last week we did a three-hour Zoom meeting um, with everybody, about two and a half hours, but we answered everybody's questions. It was so awesome to meet everybody, and we're going to do that again um, next month. We've got a lot of great stuff on Patreon, including you can become an honorary producer, and your name appears at the end of the show. Go to store. She's probably the worst to ever live, and she was sanctioned nearly a million dollars in the case that she brought for Donald Trump in the Southern District of Florida. Donald Trump was held in contempt in the other cases. All she did was like basically lose every case. But now she's the spokesperson for uh, the political action committee, and it's so good because she just incriminates Donald Trump. <laughs> so, like, literally, while the arraignment says, "Do you think Melania will wait 561 years for Donald Diaper Donald to get out of federal prison?" Comments are going to be great. Federal public court case. Yeah, exactly. No hiding behind anything. This case concerns not only America, the world is watching this. Exclamation point. So why don't we start making some demands as a pack? Seeing the full picture. Everybody. Thereby, four corporations own all of our media.
we are definitely wasting our time with this one at the last minute. She can postpone the trial until after the election. Immediate charge and removal from office of Republican governors DeSantis and Abbott for human trafficking. crimes against humanity Okay, so you're still there. It says Midas Touch is a pack political action committee. So why don't we make start making some demands as a political action committee first? Make these trials public. The supporters need to know they are not seeing the full picture. I urge Almighty's mighty. I urge Almighty's mighty to call the DOJ and make some demands. Like what about pretrial incarceration? Since he incites terrorist activity against uh, everybody, judges, judges' daughter, what about breaking up the corporate media monopoly whereby four corporations own all of our media? What about charging, prosecuting, and moving and disqualifying 160 plus Republican traitors who helped Trump? Orchestrate the January 6th insurrection. 
What about charging his co-conspirators? SJ6. Stop the crypt. Shut down America First Pack. It's under investigation anyway. It's already under investigation anyway. Remove Judge Cannon from the case, for example, at the last minute she could postpone the trial until after the election. What about getting rid of the Electoral College so another election is not stolen from us? What about half women in the Congress now, starting in 2024, get half women on every party's ticket? What about the immediate prosecution and removal from Office of the Satan and Abbott for human trafficking and conscience humanity at the border? What about disqualifying both of those governors from future public office? You dig? Christopher Perez. For prison. Okay. Oh, very long, huh? Damn, girl. Did you write a book? <laughs> yeah, actually. Prolific writer, postpone the time. Okay, what the hell? Message for for Jack Smith. And so uh, the Justice Department, the Justice Department. Okay. What's your name? Uh, Tanya Chukran. Just comments, um, and all the judges and all, and all the judges and prosecutors. MS Popak Glenn mm, Krishna and Ben Marcellus Harry Lipman 
and KFA. Karen Friedman, Agnihilo. Manhattan DA. Bonnie Willis. Not coming up, Bonnie Willis. What did she get off of? Oh, there it is. Okay, and uh, and um, Tish James. James. P.S. What about a, a psyche about? Um. That's Bonnie Willis. Um, Alvin Bragg, Tish James, Rebecca Kaplan, was it? Rebecca Kaplan? I don't know how to spell that, Rebecca. That's for P.S. P.S. What about, uh, Can we, uh, what about Psyche Rail? Put it down. Um, and, um, disqualify, can, uh, file, and I want to file to disqualify. Judges, prosecutors, so judges and prosecutors working on Trump criminal crisis. Um, and I want to, and, uh, Please advise message to Jack Smith. Ah, um, I'm like in cutting spaces in between those people so I can get the most. What about court ordered? What about court ordered? Psyche Val. How to. How to file to disqualify.
Eh, I'm at the beach. Anybody wants to know? <laughs> beach view, New Jersey. <laughs> okay. Politics, politics, girl. New York Times politics. Citizens for Ethics, Washington Post. And we call it the DOJ. Primdev, DOJ. Mm. Where's the loading? I used to be able to tag them. Rolling Stone, Manhattan DA, Popak, about um, Red Rock and Who else is a good star? I already know. Okay, that's good enough. Okay, so right now I'm just going to take a screenshot and then let's save. Okay, whatever. Good enough for government work. Alright. is taking so place. Oh. oh. Oh my gosh, you are. That's incredible. Alina Haba is generating evidence for special counsel Jack Smith. Like, she's like actually like producing evidence. Like, it's it's unheard of what's taking place. Um, the first one, a clip I want to show you, this this is Haba. She goes in there and she first goes, yeah, well, Trump did nothing wrong. Let's play this mm -hmm. clip first. Then I'll show you the one where she incriminates Donald Trump. Play this clip. About free speech, but the special counsel says Trump could have disagreed with the results and talked about it. No crime there. The difference is what he did to try and switch the vote. So what is it that he did to try and switch the votes that you re refer to? By bringing cases, by using the law in an appropriate manner, unlike what we're sitting here today seeing, this is not appropriate. What President Trump did is he said, go patriotically and peacefully and protest. That is an American right. Why we are America and we are not a third world country, although I will say that today, I don't feel very much like we are in America. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Maybe you read the indictment because not only is there specific examples, but there is specific examples in the various states that the indictment goes through with the specific conversations that took place. By the way, you got, you got former Vice President Mike Pence saying it. You got former Attorney General Bill Barr saying that it's criminal. But yet you have Alina Haba out there. You have her. And, and, and here's the one where she basically, I guess, like ad admits to the crime where she goes, yeah, I, I think everyone knew that he lost the election, which is the exact, it's, that's true, but that's the exact opposite thing of one, what she just said in the last clip that I showed, <laughs> that I showed you, number one. But number two, that's the exact opposite thing of what his whole defense is made up of. So she just incriminated him. Play this clip. Number of uh, there's testimony and there's a number of aides that have said that the president was made aware that he lost the election and yet continued to 
uh, argue that it, that it was stolen from him. How, how do you reconcile those two things? Well, I think that everybody was made aware that he lost the election, but that doesn't mean that that was the only advice he was given. If anybody understands what happens in the Oval Office, there are a numerous amount of advisors and politicians and lawyers, not just one or two, that are giving you advice and telling you what they believe is true. So he may not agree with Mike Pence, he may not agree with one of his lawyers, but that doesn't mean that there weren't other people advising him exactly the opposite. And the president has a right, as every one of us do, to listen to several opinions and make their decision. Wow. Okay. And I mean, just admits to it. And then, of course, they can't do anything without saying Hunter Biden's name. Like, people don't care about Hunter Biden while he was drug addled. People don't care about Hunter Biden. Like, like other than, like, I hope you have a good recovery, Hunter. I, I, I hope you recover. I, you know, I, I hope you go on and do productive things with your life. You know, it's, it's deeply sad what took place, you know, at that time in your life after your brother died and after going through the tragedies that you went through. And it's disgusting what they do. But he's not Jared Kushner. He's not Ivanka. He's not in open and obvious ways, getting bribed, getting two billions of dollars from the Saudi. But of course, she's got to talk about Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. Here, play this clip. On March 17th, Hunter accidentally admits that it was his laptop from hell. The next day, DA Alvin Bragg indicts President Trump. June 8th, an FBI document is released showing that the Ukrainians paid the Biden crime family millions and millions of dollars. The next day, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the Mar-a-Lago indictment. The next day, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the Mar-a-Lago indictment. The next day, really, those two things happened. On the, she's just saying words like, okay, first up, it wasn't a raid. It was a lawfully executed search warrant. But the search warrant and the indictment did not happen on the same day, number one. Okay, but I guess that's semantic, and that's the obvious error that she made. But the more obvious one is, what in the world are you even talking about? And by the way, if the MAGA Republicans put forward evidence about President Biden taking bribes for Hunter Biden, evidence, evidence, do you know what evidence is? Like a document, like a recording. No, not like an FD-1023 form that's hearsay on top of hearsay on top of hearsay where even the Russian oligarch who purportedly made it says, I never said anything like that. What are you talking about? No, I mean like evidence, like an audio recording, like a document, like a financial statement. But, 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 but Ben, here's the thing. It doesn't, it, it, that doesn't even matter. Like they could, honestly... Honestly, they could have evidence that Hunter Biden shot someone on Fifth Avenue, to borrow a phrase from Donald Trump. That would not affect what Donald Trump did whatsoever. That would be a totally separate issue. The two things are not related. And every time they try to bring out these Hunter Biden accusations, it falls apart in the most humiliating ways possible. But guess what? Hunter has nothing to do with Donald Trump. And Donald Trump has a very detailed indictment, multiple incredibly detailed indictments against him, which lay out crimes, like you said, Ben, with evidence. And this is the line that you have people like Kevin McCarthy and Habba and Elise Stefanik and all these people. They all spout the same thing, right? Oh, what a coincidence. We just were talking about Hunter Biden. And then uh, the day later, 
something happened to Donald Trump. The weaponization. It's like y'all talk about Hunter Biden every single day. You've been you are spreading Hunter Biden conspiracy theories every single day and have been for the past two, three, four, five, I don't even know how many years. But I bet if you check Fox News or if you check the transcripts in Congress, you wouldn't go a single day without a mention of Hunter. So is it a coincidence that something happened to Donald Trump while you were speaking about Hunter Biden literally every single day? No. Additionally, they ramp up their Hunter investigations and the accusations against President Biden. They ramp these things up as we're getting closer to more indictments to try to deflect and distract so that they could use this ridiculous talking point. It's so transparent. Anyone with a half a brain cell should be able to see this, but they're able to pull this one over on their base time after time again, and then just move the goalposts or have another shiny object that they wave at them. It's just lie after lie after lie after lie. And it's the 1D checkers that they're playing, Brett, because you're so right. That's their one move. Let's talk about Hunter. Let's spread these conspiracies every single day, and then let's ramp up our rhetoric as we know these indictments are coming so we could say, oh, look at the coincidence. Look at the weaponization. No. And by the way, the American people, I have confidence, the utmost faith that they see right through their nonsense. Because what Ben said before, the average American doesn't give two shits about Hunter Biden. And here's the thing about like the Republican base who does at least pretend to care about this sort of thing. Like I've seen them now become increasingly angry at these Republicans who pull this move. And they're not angry that they are lied to which they are lied to all the time, they are angry because these Republicans, like James Comer, like Jim Jordan, like Kevin McCarthy, they set these unrealistic expectations that Hunter Biden's getting arrested tomorrow or Joe Biden's about to be impeached and he's going to be whisked out of office. And I don't know what they think. I mean, the vice president, Harris would become the president. But but they've, they've, in their mind, built up this fantasy of what's going to happen through all of these lies. And inevitably, it's not going to happen because they're all lies and conspiracy theories. And the attempts by Kevin McCarthy and them to distract may work a bit, but you start seeing people like I saw famed Cat Turd uh, then, who we mentioned. Cat Turd. Cat Turd. Mega Republican influencer. Cat Turd. He was he, like, like he, his big post that was going super viral in right wing circles uh, yesterday was I'm never voting for a Republican again. They are weak. They refuse to do anything. I will vote for Donald Trump. He has my support, but I will never vote for a single one of these weak Republicans. Or, and that's the vibe that they are getting. And mm-hmm. so I think it's interesting to also note that there is this rift where they are they pledge allegiance to Trump because it's a cult, but they actually hate the rest of the party, and they are even pissed off by their actions. And for it's a, the ultimate Trump, irony now that they control these committees in the House of Representatives, right? Because now they actually have the power if these conspiracy theories are true. They never wanted the power. To prove it, yeah, because it's easy just to make up things on Fox every day, and the Fox go, oh, Jesse Waters, like that's, like, that's easy to do. But now you have to go... Jesse Waters. Now, yeah, he's an A-plus Jesse Waters. Now you have to go in a committee or in a closed session deposition with people like Democratic Congress member Dan Goldman, a former federal prosecutor mm-hmm. who gets to cross-examine. You get to go in front of people like Democratic Congress member Raja Krishnamurthy from Harvard Law who gets to cross-examine these witnesses. And they go, 
<laughs> okay. So what you're worried about is something that happened in April of 2020. Who was the president in April 2020? Well, well, what do you mean by that? I mean, who was the president? Oh, you know, there was. Who was the president? <laughs> who was the president? That was the Raja Krishnamurthy clip. And, and it's like, just say, was it Trump? Was Trump the president? Well, I'm a little bit uh, befuddled. Uh, by your, <laughs> you know, I'm not quite sure what you're getting at. I'm a little bit befuddled by this uh, question. It's like, okay, you, you, you like, all. What is wrong with it? Are you okay? Uh, the, the biggest. I'm not even sure what accent that was uh, supposed to be. Um, but here's the one of the big things too: read the evidence. Read the indictment. That's what we do here on the Midas Touch Network that they don't do on any of the large media networks. And then, you know where you can read the evidence and read the indictment? On the brand new MidasTouch.com where we're That's posting the filing. Full circle. Full circle. Halfway through the podcast. One second. Let, let, let me just say this before I lose my train of thought on this one, is that let's look at this Republican Party right now, Brett, I thought you brought up an excellent point about how they're distancing themselves, like the cat turds of the world, from the actual party, calling them weak Republicans. The writing was always on the wall. This should come as no surprise for Republicans right now. When, when Trump was running to this day, the MAGA Republican Party, they're not waving American flags. They're waving Trump flags. The, the writing was always on the wall for these Republicans. So now for them to be, I guess, like they fed this base. And now they just have to reap what they sow because they they fed this monster and now they're all going to turn on them. Jay, you are spot on. Okay, and 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 here's what's going to happen, right? All, every time, and this happened back in uh, the twenty the twenty twenty two midterms, right? They, anytime something happens against Trump, they go, "You just won Republicans the midterms, right? You just won Donald Trump just won a second just won a second term." Here's what's going to happen though to these Republicans. If Donald Trump is convicted in any of these number of cases, when he is convicted, these Republicans are not going to be angry at Democrats. I mean, they will be angry at Democrats because they will blame that, even though it's not Democrats who are prosecuting them. It's judges and juries. Um, but they are going to be mad at the Republicans mm -hmm. for not being able to protect Donald Trump. That's the thing that I think a lot of people aren't picking up on also. There will be a backlash from the Republican Party. It will not to be to vote for the Republicans who they are going to view as traitors for letting Trump be convicted because of all these promises. They are setting themselves up for the ultimate failure. You know, Alina Habba gave off the vibes of the, you know, it's all projection and confession. The North Korean propagandist, I, I, I saw this. Do we, do we have a photo in our archives? Of the North Korea, I bet you I just, so I just so happened. You just so happened to have it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely that, 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 that's MAGA Republican for you. We still have a lot to discuss on the show. Thanks everybody for unlocking the Ben Micellis emoji last one with the 400 memberships. That's one of the ways to support the Midas Touch Network by clicking that dollar sign on the bottom of the YouTube gifting memberships, buying yourself a membership, requesting a membership as a gift. We've got a lot more show, so stick around. We will be right back. I have a big family, and that means there's usually a lot of trash left over by the time the work week comes to an end. And frankly, I used to feel a bit guilty about this, but then I got a Lomi. Now that I have Lomi, it's changed the way I think about my food waste. First off, Lomi transforms my garbage into gold at the push of a button. Lomi's a countertop electric composter that turns food scraps to dirt in just under four hours. Now, I love composting. Plus, it's made cooking at home even more fun. There's no more food rotting in my garbage and smelling up the kitchen. Thanks to Lomi, I only have to take out the trash once a week. 
and it's a hassle-free, mess-free. All the might is mighty out there, because they're the ones who gave me the idea. Of, all right, man, you do the Trump post. We get it. He's horrible. Okay, he's the worst. You, you, you win. He's the worst. Can you please? <laughs> we, we, we get the point you're trying to make every day, but what would be really good is if you then show what Biden is doing next to it to give that comparison so that we can then share this in a meaningful way with people that we know. And I listened. That was a great idea. And great I, job really, listening, ben. I, I really, I really, really like that idea. I think folks should listen to me more. <laughs> I think folks should also look at like well, the actions of Congress, though, and how they play into these statements. Because remember one of the things that we've been speaking about on this show. All of Donald Trump's actions and his responses to these various indictments and legal troubles are all highly coordinated with the Republican Party. And they admit it. Like, at least Stefanik was asked about it and said, yes, her and Trump discussed strategy. So you have her, you have uh, you know, McCarthy, you have Trump, you have Jim Jordan. You have all these people coordinating on messaging not to figure out how can we best help the American people this week? What, what, what initiatives can we put forth? It's always about what can we do to distract and what can we put out there um, to attack America, actually, and try to distract from Donald Trump's crimes. How could we act in Congress as an extension of Donald Trump's legal defense for his criminal and civil trials? It's what they're acting at. And you can see it because this new, uh, can't call it a defense, but this weird line of attack by Donald Trump after this indictment today. His first response was what we just read in that post. Then he went on to give a statement in front of the cameras where he said basically the exact same thing, like D.C., piece of crap city, awful, uh, you know, disgusting, blah, blah, blah. And when the Fox hosts in New York, they're like, who like live in New York and they're yeah. like, we, we, we hate New York. And remember when Gavin Newsom was like, where, where do you want to live, man? You live in New York. What are you, you talking about? You're gonna, you're gonna and, and he's like, well, I want to leave. Well, like, okay, they said, they're leave. Leave. <laughs> Yeah, and so, yeah. And, and, and if you remember, you know, what were the hearings about just a couple months ago? Like the, the Congress was holding all these hearings every single day to do what? To attack Washington, D.C., which is absolutely not a real function of Congress to do. What did they do uh, around the time of Donald Trump's Manhattan indictment and arraignment? They did all these investigations into Manhattan and crime in New York City, and it was all Jim Jordan every day would tweet about. Like He would find like random crime stories that happen in every city across the country, but it'd be like, one dead in New York stabbing, uh, you know, and, and like the crime-addled city, yet they come after Trump? Like, Okay, like, and then it was the person, and like, and they couldn't even find the New York crime. Like, it was a person from New Jersey, remember? And was, yeah, yeah, yeah. The person they brought out for their hearing the was person they brought out from New Jersey, and I, I thought they totally were taking more than a decade ago. Yeah, more than a decade ago, from New Jersey had nothing to do with Alvin Bragg, and that's the person that they brought out. But let let's show the contrast again, because you know I was showing the North Korean propagandist and Alina Haba, because like let's even like look at okay. Who, who's supporting Trump, right? And who is, you know, who's left that matter? Hey there. Welcome back. And um, Donald Trump arraignment. Next month, a big deposition. September 6th, you said? September yeah. 6th. September 6th, Donald Trump's lawyer just filed a motion for a protective order citing that Trump is afraid to have that deposition released publicly 
because of embarrassment and because of the criminal cases he is involved in. So he wants to keep the deposition that you're taking of him secret. Now you want that to be available to the brigaders, to the public. After all, as well as all the filed, as well as all the documents that are being all requested the documents. by my he counsel. Filed, he filed the lawsuit against you. So what I want to understand is, from your perspective, what is your response to this protective order motion filed by Donald Trump? I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the indictment. And we're going to have a lot more information about the arraignment right after this quick break. Support for Midas is brought to you by Manscaped, who has the best in men's below-the-waist grooming products. That's right, their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code B at manscaped.com. Look, everyone knows that you have to be careful when dealing with the family jewels. You definitely don't want to use an old crust. Now put himself into a situation... Whereas the plaintiff, you are required to move the case forward to be deposed. You may remember, brigaders, that and I said this in previous episodes, that Donald wanted to have the deposition 90 days post the election, which would be about 16, 17 months from now. Well, that's obviously not realistic, uh, nor was I going to permit that, nor was my counsel. And so, again... He is now required to sit for this recorded uh, and transcribed deposition on September 6th. And I promise you, my lawyer, Danya Perry and Benjamin Brodsky, they're already in the works. They're, they've already have in the works the, you know, the um, development of the questions that they intend to ask. It is going to be an incredibly, incredibly thorough, thorough, um, you know, deposition of Donald, which I I promise you, he doesn't want, and I promise that if I am permitted, I will be I will be releasing this information because first of all, I think it m- most of it is going to be funny as shit, right? I mean, listening to him trying to lie, uh, you know, his way out of you know um, out of an answer, but it also is going to demonstrate once again that I am providing accurate and truthful information that the one who is dishonest, the one who refuses to tell the truth on anything, is Donald J. Trump, a guy who looks like he may be once again the presumptive Republican nominee. So and here's what he's putting in his so again, motion. To everybody who donated, I thank you from the bottom of my heart, and we will keep this thing going. Uh, if you can, please, as Ben said, I know there's a link there. Uh, beyond appreciate i you know it is desperately needed we need to keep this case going it's all about the accountability absolutely is and accountability means reading these filings right that's why we also created midastouch.com because yes on our youtubes i go through the filings but obviously they're a finite length so everybody go to midastouch.com the new home 
of the Midas Touch Network's coverage. Of course, we have our YouTube. Nothing's changing with that. View MidasTouch.com as a complement to what we do here on YouTube. And already on our soft launch alone, it has gotten five to six times as many views as some of the large media network websites already. Thanks to you. We've got some great reporters and editors there. But look, when you look at the document itself, and specifically like page six of this protective order motion that Donald Trump filed about why he wants to keep the deposition confidential in a case he sued you for $500 million. Here's what he says. Page six, it says, plaintiff's ongoing, and he's the plaintiff in this case because he's suing you, Trump's ongoing criminal proceedings established a legitimate basis for the entry of a confidentiality order. And it says, the Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination shields one asserting that privilege from being incriminated by his or her compelled testimonial communications. The protection applies equally to witnesses in a civil and criminal proceedings alike. Thus, a party protected by the privilege may rightfully refuse to answer unless and until he is protected, at least against the use of his compelled answers and evidence derived therefrom in any subsequent criminal case in which he is a defendant. He's suing you. He is suing you and then asserting the fifth in the case where he is suing you. That is an argument that they are making. This says Donald Trump is being arraigned right now in federal court. I want to call into our coverage renowned legal scholar, another Michael. We've got Michael Popak here. Popak, you see these transitions? Loud and noisy. Popak is in New York. I hear, you know, it's a real New Yorker uh, right there with Michael Cohen, a real New Yorker as well. So, Popak, your observations so far about what's gone on today in this uh, arraignment process. Yeah, well, we have reporting right now that the magistrate judge, Padaya, has asked Trump his name. He responded haltingly with, yes, your honor, Donald J. Trump, John just in case we didn't know what his middle name is. He said he was 77. She asked him if he was on drugs today. I think the emphasis there is on today. And he said he is not. So he's being treated like any other common criminal that's being arraigned in front of a magistrate with a couple, so of, interesting, couple of interesting twists. Judge Bosberg, whose courtroom is being used, chief judge who oversees all things grand jury, decided to make an appearance and watch... Uh, the magistrate judge do her arraignment, which is quite unusual. It just shows you the historic nature of the arraignment. The other weird people in the room is what is Evan Corcoran, who is a uh, a lawyer in the Mar-a-Lago case, used to be formerly a lawyer in the Mar-a-Lago case, who has now testified uh, against Donald Trump, in effect, for the federal government and turned over 50 pages of copious notes. He's still there sitting and watching. Stephen Chung, that uh, uh, um, uh, the omniscient uh, spokesperson, <laughs> he's there ready, I guess, to crank out some pre-recorded message. They handed out some palm cards to the traveling press on their way in. It was just Hunter Biden on the left and uh, and all of these, uh, you know, 
the DA in New York, the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, Letitia James, this one, that one. I mean, what does this have to do with anything? And it doesn't have anything to do with the arraignment today. Todd Blanche and John Lauro are sandwiching a very unhappy looking Donald Trump. He's been he's been reported as clenching and unclenching his hands turning his head left and right and sideways, trying to stare down Jack Smith. Good luck on trying to win a stare contest with Jack Smith. I think he invented the game. It's like trying to beat, you know, uh, Tony uh, Chestnut at hot dog eating at Nathan's. Not happening. Uh, Blanche went over and greeted because, you know, these are the cordial things you're supposed to do. The prosecution team represented by Tom Windham, J.P. Cooney and Molly uh, Gaston, who are the main lawyers that are trying the case, they were rifling through papers, getting ready for the arraignment. They looked up and said, okay, great, and went back to their papers. And and then, you know, you just have this uh, newly appointed magistrate judge. She's got a long history in public service and doing pro bono work. Just, you know, chopping wood, doing her job, processing. And something new, for the first time in any of the indictments or arraignments, Donald Trump was fingerprinted. It was digital fingerprinting, but he was fingerprinted, no mugshot yet. So uh, he can't be happy. And 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 Maggie Haberman, to, to, to end it on this, has been reporting today that those closest to Donald Trump, who seem to like to talk to Maggie Haberman of the New York Times on a regular basis, reported that this is the most despondent they have ever seen former guy, that he this indictment, which once and for all says he lost the election and he knows he lost the election, is is the one that's keeping him up at night. And look, he's got this, I don't know, he thinks it's the dream team. John Lauro, for me, has been too smart by half in every public appearance I've seen him make. He looks like just today's version of Joe Tacopina, slightly thinner version, but that's about it. And Todd Blanche, who, look, has had a relatively successful career. He's gotten, like, Paul Manafort off of some state crimes in the past. He's got a small practice here in New York with him and another guy. I get it. But, you know, they're up against, and I've, I've been there, and John, and uh, Ben, you've been there, and, and Michael, you've been around it. When you're up against the federal government, the weight and awe-inspiring power, and you're on the other side of that, that asymmetrical warfare, where they basically have everything at their disposal, including information and witnesses, and you don't have that. You know, it, even even Donald Trump has to wake up out of that, out of his uh, having dinner with Fox News the other night when the indictment was um, unsealed. This is this is cold water on him. And every time he talks tough, including right up the courthouse steps when he's in the courtroom, to me, he is shrunken. He is down to size. He's about he looks about four foot tall. He's sweaty. Speaking of sweaty, last comment, Boris Epstein, once again. <laughs> Makes another appearance, striding along the parking lot on his way in. He is co-conspirator number six and likely could have his own. He likes what's, what he's watching right now. The Justice Department will be happy to give him his own version. Absolutely. And this is breaking news that Trump just entered a not guilty plea that just took place. As we learn more, if there are going to now be conditions placed following the arraignment, uh, we will report on that. But Michael Cohen, back to you. You've heard some of the updates from Michael Popak there recounting everything that took place. So indeed, tr the magistrate judge treating Donald Trump like he's no different than anyone else. Trump, despondent, uncomfortable, scared, sweaty. What's your response? 
Well, if they really wanted to treat him like everybody else, he wouldn't be walked into the courthouse one, two, three. They put him into a holding cell until the magistrate is ready for Donald to be brought in to read the arraignment uh, and for Donald's plea. I mean, that's the way that the average person would go through it. Donald, of course, is not the average person. Uh, so, you know, for the most part, yes, they are treating him as they would treat anyone. But I go back to what I had said before. I don't believe that there should be any deviation at all in terms of uh, how he is being treated today. He should not be treated any differently than if it was you, certainly when it was me, or if it was Hope. Um, you know, it's it's just not, it's not right. Uh, we have one set of laws for all of us, as we like to say, uh, as Democrats, no one is above the law, and Donald should be treated accordingly so. Now, is Donald Trump nervous? Fuck yeah. Okay, let me be very clear again. He is a texting tough guy. This is the guy who will go on his truth social and he will say things deranged Jack Smith, you know, he will call uh, Alvin Bragg, Tish James, you know, racists. He uses all of these wonderful adjectives. Again, all deflection. It means absolutely nothing. It means nothing to anyone other than Donald who feels like he's getting something off of his chest. And it means something to his supporters. He has riled up his support base literally since the announcement of this indictment. Now, I had told you that, you know, I still receive these emails from the Trump campaign uh, that come to, you know, my myself. And if I haven't received a hundred of these request, dear patriot, dear American, uh, whether it's coming from Donald, whether it's coming from Don Jr., from Eric, from this, it makes no difference. They just keep coming. Every 30 seconds, every 60 seconds, you're receiving another text, another, another request for more and more money. Now, this is turning out to be the greatest grift of all. I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling how they have set up this grift and the fact that there are so many people that are still making these small dollar donations, you know, to, uh, to Donald, especially after you read the indictment. And again, I'm presuming that any of them have read the indictment. The fact is what they do is they listen to Donald's bullshit. They listen to like Lara Trump sit there and talk about how this is, you know, the worst Day in American history. Yeah, I'm not really sure I agree with that one, Lara. Uh, you start to listen to some of the other folks like Jim Jordan, you know, that want to go out there or Marjorie Toilet Green and they want to they, they defend Donald's actions. Read the indictment and then turn around and say, what's more important to you? Is the is America's democracy and the future of our country more important to you? than your support for Donald Trump, a man who is trying to basically destroy our Constitution, to rewrite our Constitution, to destroy democracy, create an autocracy with him as the leader? Could you imagine? Should be a very simple answer.
Absolutely. And so while Donald Trump is being arraigned and now has been arraigned in a federal courthouse in Washington, D.C., in Fulton County, we are now learning that the main road around the Fulton County courthouse in Atlanta, Georgia, is set to close to general traffic starting Monday morning, the Fulton County Sheriff's Office announced. Uh, just moments ago, we expect there to be an indictment there in Fulton County by the district attorney, Bonnie Willis. Um, I want to show you, we're going to go to Michael Popak in just a moment about the updates that we have that are taking place inside the courthouse in Washington, D.C., where we are learning more information about the conditions that have now been placed. Um, but first, let me show you what's taking place outside of the courthouse. And uh, this is what is going on outside the courthouse. You see a lot of people out there mocking Donald Trump. Let's uh, play this clip. Yeah! You gotta be held accountable. I can't go to jail. I'm all funky. Don't take advantage of me. You incited an uprising. No, it's okay. Build me my own jail in New York City somewhere. I don't want to go to jail. No! I can't go to jail. Yep, you're at the courthouse. I got pimples. I can't go to jail. Nobody did. I, I, I had to work in that video just a second time. It had no place being there. I just, I just, it just really made me laugh the first time. Popak, tell us uh, about the. Uh, <laughs> This is the act I have to follow, the inflatable dolls Donald Trump walking around in front of the courthouse. For that, you know what? You come for the legal analysis, but you stay for the inflatable dolls. So listen. Oh, what, have we, what have we learned? Here's the conditions of release uh, that were announced as Tom Windham, the lead trial lawyer for the, uh, for the uh, uh, government on this case, told the judge that the parties have agreed that as a condition of release, Trump must not, he must agree not to violate federal or state law, that's a standard condition, must appear in court as directed and must sign an appearance bond, meaning he won't have to post money, but he'll have to post an appearance bond. He must not communicate with anyone he knows to be a witness. That's a new condition. That's one they picked up from Mar-a-Lago and the magistrate judge down there when they arraigned him. They hadn't originally asked for Donald Trump to have that condition, but now they're continuing with it here must not communicate with anyone he knows to be a witness. I'm sure we'll have some fine points on that later on, except through his lawyers or in the presence of his lawyers. Um, and they did not ask for any type of surrender of his passport or any other condition of release. But again, they did follow through and ask him not to make demand that he not make contact with witnesses. And uh, the magistrate judge then warned Donald Trump, that's what federal judges in black robes get to do. They get to warn people before them about violating the conditions of the release, told him to listen carefully that if he failed to comply, a warrant may be issued for his arrest. The conditions of release may be revoked and he may be held pending trial, pre-trial detention, would that be lovely, and receive a longer sentence. He could also be charged with contempt of court. She asked him if he, if he was prepared to comply with those conditions. Conditions he had not really seen. I'm sure some of it was worked out before, but some of this is hallway justice sort of worked out on the way into the courtroom. He may have only seen it a minute or two before. She asked him if he complied with those conditions. He nodded and he said yes. 
He then had to sign the documents listing the conditions of the release. And as soon as they're on the electronic docket here on the Midas Touch Network, we'll pull it off and look for any other details that we've missed. Um, and he has to get sworn in again. You know, he was sworn under oath again on the conditions. She set a court date. Uh, kind of a controlled date in the future when she wants to know how the parties are doing. Uh, let's put a pin on that as we talk about Judge Tanya Chutkin and what she's going to do next. And and unless, she said this is the control date, unless the district judge, meaning Judge Chutkin, relieves him of that responsibility. So it's on the docket where, where this magistrate judge is holding the ring. The next step, though, would be, now that he's been arraigned and he gets to walk out, having been released from arrest, custodial arrest on these conditions and under these conditions, then we'll see what Judge Chutkin does next in her orders, because she's going to want to get everybody into the courtroom very, very quickly and set and talk about speedy trial, when the Sixth Amendment right to a speedy trial, when is the date going to be set, what is the necessity for additional time, she'll hear from both sides, and we will get soon, uh, I don't think it's going to be this week, but next week, we could get, or the week after, we could get a trial date. And there's going to be now the new tug-of-war that we'll all have to watch here on the Midas Touch Network, which is going to be the tug-of-war between John Loro saying, it's ridiculous, 70 or 90 days to try this case. They've been investigating for two and a half years. How could they possibly try it in that amount of time? And the federal government saying, yeah, it's one defendant, four counts, three conspiracies, and six unindicted co-conspirators. We can try this case before the election. We have to try this case before the election because justice denied is uh, justice delayed is justice denied. And yeah. Judge Chutkin, who's very good at all things Jan 6th, having, having sentenced to the highest sentences possible, even above what the Department of Justice has asked for, other co-conspirators for Donald Trump, is going to likely set this trial. If I had to make a prediction, I want to hear from you and Michael. She's going to set this trial on a trial docket, of course, not in March when the uh, Manhattan DA is doing their case on Stormy Daniels, and not in May when Judge uh, Eileen Cannon has now set the date for Mar-a-Lago, but some other time during primary season and well before the election. There is going to be the Jan 6th omnibus trial of Donald Trump based on today's arraignment and the unsealing of the indictment. You know, special yeah, you know, it's counsel funny because I, I'll tell you, Pope. Uh, I believe, so you have March of 2024 is the Alvin Bray case. Um, you have May of 2024 is the other uh, Jack Smith case. You know, any day now we're going to see another indictment coming down. That'll be from Fulton County, Georgia, from Fonnie Willis, uh, their district attorney there. We're going to see that. Uh, who knows when the January 6th one will ultimately show itself. But I think that this case will be sometime, I really do, I believe that it'll be um, sometime in June. The latest will be July of 2024. You know, these rocket dockets are fantastic. And they could, Laurel can make whatever claims that he wants about the fairness and so on. And he'll look to try to make some motions, which will, of course, uh, in their mind, they're going to think it's going to delay the inevitable, but it won't, especially not uh, with this judge, especially not with the judge also that exists in the case uh, here in New York with uh, D.A. Alvin Bragg, 
We have no clue what's going to happen with the Eileen Cannon scenario. Would she give him additional time? Sure, she'll claim it's fair and reasonable. But then again, you know, that's what, 60, 90 day difference. So instead of uh, this new Jack Smith matter uh, coming in in July, uh, it'll come not third, but it'll come second. It, it's really all irrelevant at this time. It's just a matter of time before accountability ultimately smacks him right across the side of his head, and it's coming. Couldn't agree more with you. You know, Special Counsel Jack Smith could have filed hundreds of counts oh, yeah. in this indictment. And, and, and this is where Special Counsel Jack Smith is much smarter than me. And this is where I will admit error, because I thought, you know what? He could charge Trump with money laundering and wire fraud and hundreds of counts. The issue... If he did that now, and by the way, he can still do that later, but if he did that now, then things would be delayed and delayed, especially if you charge complicated financial crimes. Oh, then that becomes one of these white collar forensic economists type stuff, you know, and then that takes years and years and years. So special counsel Jack Smith actually had to probably remove hundreds of charges that he knows Trump committed with the goal of getting this tried in 2024. And that is how precisely he sculpted this. And it must have been frustrating to him, right? Because he knows about all these other crimes. Yeah, but ben, it doesn't that, mean uh, he can't, sorry. He doesn't mean he can't charge those crimes. The statute of limitations still yeah. exists, of course. Yeah. And you know who, and, to, and to, just to contrast the things, you, you showed that clip of what's going on in Fulton County in Atlanta. Um, as we also anticipate Fawny Willis and hers, that stands in contrast to what Fawny Willis has to do. Fawny Willis has to bring everything right now. Giuliani, Trump, the fake electors that aren't cooperating, like uh, the head of the GOP there, you know, Jenna Ellis, Sidney Powell, even Mark Meadows, perhaps. She has to bring it now, all in one big omnibus place. Shit. And hope, and then, and then indict away. She's got one grand jury opportunity. Yes, she can go back, but she doesn't really have the same luxury that Jack Smith does. The way the federal grand juries work versus what Georgia has. She had her two years of investigation. She had her seven months of a special purpose grand jury and their report and recommendation, which we're going to see relatively soon, based on some rulings by Judge McBurney. So when people say, "Oh wow, look how surgical uh, Jack Smith was," right? But she has to be. She has to load 50 pounds of potatoes into a 10-pound sack. Yeah. That's what her indictment is going to You know what's really amazing here is, uh, as you were reading out the uh, release charging, that he's not permitted to meet or to speak with somebody who can be either a potential witness in this case or so, whether it's on his um, behalf or, uh, you know, against him. Half the plane that's going to go back with him to New Jersey, <laughs> in my estimation, are those such people like Boris Epstein, who we now believe to be uh, co-conspirator number six. So let's just think about who we do know for fact. And I don't know whether or not it has been determined that Boris Epstein is number six. I know I've read it in a few places, but I don't know if it's confirmed like Rudy Giuliani, right, uh, Clark, Eastman. Sydney, the release the Kraken Powell. Then you have her, uh, you know, a cheese, a cheese toes over there, or whatever the fuck his name is, right? Um, 
these are all lawyers and these are all people. How is he not going to be speaking with Kaludi, right, during this time period because, you know, they still reach out to him. They still speak to him, um, especially, you know, you got guys, again, like Epstein, who's sitting at the table with him when he came in for the Manhattan DA's case. Hey, Why he's sitting there, I have no idea. He's never practiced criminal law. I always, wanted to, I always wanted to ask you, Michael, did you know Boris? Yes, of course. So I met Boris early, early on in 2015, uh, very shortly after the announcement of the campaign. And Boris was very interested in being a part of it. Unfortunately, nobody really cared for him. Uh, And so I've always referred to him, and I've done so even on uh, network television. He was like a dog, like a a lap dog. That everywhere you went, there was Boris by your ankles. And all he wanted, he come to me, you know, can you get me into, can you get me into the boss's office? Can you, can you take me in with you and so on? You know, let him know that I'm doing this. And you know, if I would do it, he, and Donald would say to him, you know, good job, good job. And then he would ask him some questions about, you know, where are you from? Blah blah blah. And what Boris would done? light up like a fucking candle. And he'd be so excited that Donald, you know, shined, you know, some light on him, gave him one moment of attention. Now he must be like a pig in shit, thinking, oh my God, here I am. I'm Donald's go-to guy. Meanwhile, look what happens to all of Donald's go-to guys. Go-to guy. We end up <laughs> go-to prison. <laughs> that's the go-to. That's the go-to part. He goes straight. Yeah. He goes straight to prison. Then, let me. Huh. I thought it was worthwhile. Um, I don't know if we can get a picture of it up on the palm card that they handed out. Walking up to the. Uh, there it is. This this is really disgusting. Plus, it's very sad and, and pathetic. It's not sad because you know, but it just shows you they're out of gas intellectually. Um, this is what they. This is what the Trump campaign or the Trump people gave to reporters as he was heading in for arraignment today. On the left. You know, this ridiculous picture of Hunter Biden at his at his lowest point, at the nadir of his life, and then and then our president. And then comparing key points on a calendar, so at least they not operate a calendar, April, June, July, and then whatever. And what they're trying to say is every time there was an event a, 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 a related to the House, which we know is just a puppet being manipulated with Donald Trump's hand, it's like, it's like a, a perverse Muppet where they just stuck their hand directly up everybody in the house, MAGA house's uh, backside to, to manipulate them. But every time there's a house event, they said, oh, and that's when there was an indictment from one of these activists. I love activists. You mean democratically elected? That's what these prosecutors are, every one of them. So in April of 2023, they say, and I'm not even sure these dates really line up this way, the house hears testimony about Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents. You mean the boxes left over from when he was vice president? that ended up in a locked closet in his garage. And they're like, aha, that's when Donald Trump was indicted by Alvin Bragg. And then in June, the FBI releases documents alleging a $10 million bribe from Burisma. Again, a lie. There's no evidence to support this. It's just, a, it's just but it's easy to type on a, on a PowerPoint presentation, which is all this is. Same month, activist prosecutor Jack Smith indicts Donald Trump in Florida. July of 2023, Hunter Biden rejects the plea deal after blanket immunity offer revealed. Okay, so he rejected the plea deal. And then activist prosecutor Jack Smith adds more charges in a superseding indictment. And then July 31 to August 1, 
House hears testimony that Joe Biden lied about his business calls with Hunter. By the way, even the guy that they trotted out, the longtime business associate of Hunter, said that Joe Biden never talked shop, never talked business on any meeting or call he was even on. So even and, worst and, and, case and scenario. And Popak, here's the difference, though, between what we do here on Political Beatdown and on the Midas Touch Network versus what legacy media and what MAGA Republican Fox they do. Like, you can make a statement, but you got to back it up with evidence. And if you show me evidence, if you show me audio recordings and, and, and data, when the witness shows up and he goes, yes, I heard Biden when he was the vice president taking bribes. A I'm, wire not transfer. Gonna, I'm not going to be, yeah, well, I, yeah, I Biden, you. you know, or fake news. I'm going to be freaking pissed. And I'm going to want see, Biden to be held accountable. Sure, but ben, ben, look to see exactly what what has happened in the past. You know, it's the beautiful thing about history. Unfortunately, it tends to repeat itself, especially if you're part of this MAGA cult. What happens is they go ahead, they lie, whether it's Jimbo Jordan or Marjorie Toilet or Lauren Holbert or any of these other, Ted, you know, I'm off to Cancun cruise. They make a statement, they lie. We ask for documentation, finally, right? Show us the proof that you're talking about, like the whistleblowers and others that mysteriously disappear or documents that they claim that they have that are non, they, they're just non-existent. Well, now all of a sudden they have to go, well, you know, we have it, we have it. We're just not releasing it. How does something like that happen? You're not releasing it. That's not what we do here. It's not like, for example, what I've ever done when I used to do trials. It's not what I did when I stepped up and I spoke um, on television live, right, before the House uh, Oversight Committee or in any of the skip hearings, the additional six other congressional hearings. Every single thing that I said, every answer that I gave, was backed up by documentary evidence. I don't care whether you want to call me a liar. I don't care whether you believe me or not. Look for yourself. Here is a document that specifically states that the information that I am providing is accurate and correct. You cannot argue with documentary evidence. You cannot argue with um, you know, uh, yep. with other testimony, corroborating testimony. That's the problem. These maggots refuse to provide any documentary evidence. All they have is their is their mouths. And what they do is they get one to lie, and then the other perpetuates and regurgitates the lie, and it goes on and on and on without any evidence to back it up. And let me show you be, the evidence-based sanctionable. And let me show you the, I, I agree, because if we lied like that in a court of law, we would be sanctioned and lose our license. Yet Jim Jordan, who's not a licensed lawyer, does this every day so that they can make pamphlets like that. Let me just give you some breaking news as I'm apparently now driving in a car, <laughs> virtual, real, <laughs> virtual reality style steering right now. Um, what we've learned, what we've learned is that Trump lawyer John Lauro says that they are going to ask for the exclusion of the Speedy Trial Act in the Trump election case where Trump was just arraigned. 
arraigned, and the judge ordered that briefing take place in five days with the DOJ response within five days after that. So as I'm on the highway right now there, already the judge is expediting the briefing there. All right, Salty. That's, that's Chutkin? That, that's Chutkin? I believe so. I believe so. Let's pull up the pamphlet right now, Salty, though, because I just want to show you an evidence-based approach. So this is what they are handing out right there. So let's just take one of them, the July 31st date. It says, House hears testimony that Joe Biden lied about his business calls with Hunter. Okay, well, let's, let me test that. Let me actually look at the deposition, okay? So this is the question that was asked to Hunter Biden's former business uh, associate, who, by the way, the former business associate is a convicted felon, having nothing to do with Hunter, a totally different deal that Hunter was not involved in at all. The question is, so based on your knowledge and experience, your relationship with Hunter Biden, your time on Burisma's board, and the entirety of your knowledge and experience, do you have any basis to disagree with the conclusion that, quote, Vice President Biden did not alter U.S. foreign policy to benefit his son, Hunter Biden? Answer. I have no basis to know if he altered. I have no basis to know if he altered any policy to benefit his son. So you have no knowledge? I have no knowledge. Sorry. So if you're pointing to this as your as your whistleblower evidence of, of a home run, like what are you talking about? Here's the other portion of the deposition. The um, and by the way, great cross-examination by Congressmember Dan Goldberg. Question. Do you have any basis to disagree with the conclusion that Hunter Biden's role did not influence U.S. foreign policy? Yeah, I, I have no basis. Do you have any basis to disagree with the conclusion that Vice President Biden carried out U.S. foreign policy in the interest of the United States? I have no basis to judge or to disagree with that or to disagree. You have no knowledge, nothing based on your knowledge that would contradict this conclusion. No. And they act like that's a home run evidence. All right, Salty, pull up the pamphlet again right now. Let's try to talk about, okay, what, what, what's another one? Um, FBI releases documents alleging 10 million bribe from Burisma or what? The IRS whistleblower, right? The IRS whistleblower. Let's do the other one. Hunter Biden rejects a plea deal, right? These IRS whistleblowers are paraded in and they're saying, Oh, the DOJ was weaponized and we were complaining and we wanted them to go after Hunter Biden. That was during the Trump administration. The prosecutor's a Trump appointee, is a Republican. And what you're complaining about took place in April of 2020. Biden wasn't the president then. Facts matter. You can't just make up things. So let me show you these others. So you just saw the deposition testimony. These were the other fake whistleblowers that were just paraded into um, one of these committee hearings. And watch what happens when Democratic Congress member Raja Krishnamurthy of Harvard Law, here is what he did during his cross-examination of these fake whistleblowers. Play the clip. You were concerned about the complexities of the election cycle and potential delays that arose in connection with the election cycle. You said at page 23, and I remember there were always times where we were always on an impending election cycle. It was always the elections being brought up. i happy that they are because my hope is that some of them, one of them, will open up their ears and 
open up their eyes and see the reality of what's going on here. The truth of the, the, truth of the matter is, is that Trump, Bill Barr, and so many of these insiders that were there, part of the inner circle during the Trump administration did things that no other president in the history of this country, not only have they not done, they never wanted to do. Donald Trump tried to overturn our democracy for the sole purpose of retaining power. Something I said February of 2019, almost more than a year before it actually happened when I said my biggest fear, knowing Donald the way I do, my biggest fear is that if Donald Trump loses the election in 2020, that there will never be a peaceful transfer of power. And since that day, look at all the things that he has done in order to prevent the peaceful transfer of power, which is the basis of our American democracy. And Bill Barr, you were a part of that, you piece of shit. So for that, you're getting it again. The two-finger fuck you salute. So whenever MAGA Republicans <laughs> try to use their talking points, you know, one of the things I like to basically say, and we've said this before, when we go through the deposition testimony, we live in an evidence-based system. So when Special Counsel Jack Smith brings an indictment, the evidence is laid out. The documents, the audio, the video, it's not just words, he's not just saying, derange this, criminal, that, you know, it's showing the documents. And so, like, I'll show you this clip, uh, this is from, I think, last night on Hannity, where he asks James Comer and Jim Jordan, both individuals are not lawyers. Um, Jim Jordan went to law school, never passed the bar exam. James Comer, uh, not a lawyer. Um, Jim Jordan covered up sexual abuse when he was a gym coach or wrestling coach. James Comer was accused of sexual abuse by his ex-girlfriend. It's kind of a commonality and a theme here. Two very unqualified, disgusting individuals who lead very important House committees, thanks to Kevin McCarthy. And just watch what they respond to when Hannity says, well, do you believe that Joe Biden is taking, do you believe it? And their response is not, we have evidence. Watch what they say, play this clip. Now, do you believe that this is now officially the Joe uh, Biden bribery allegation, and do you believe that you will be able to prove that, Jim Comer? I sure hope so. <laughs> and I, I do believe that uh, there's a lot of smoke. I sure hope so. smoke, there's fire. We, we just heard testimony today smoke, that Joe Biden lied to the American people. Jim. Could you imagine Special Counsel Jack Smith? We'll pull up that press conference in a moment that Jack Smith gave. Could you imagine if Jack Smith said, well, folks, I hope so. I, I, I certainly hope there's, there's a, there sure is a lot of smoke here. A lot of smoke. What are you, that is the antithesis of what our system is. <laughs> if you've got audio recordings, show it. If you've got documents, show it. If you've got whistleblowers, put them on. Take their testimony. If you've got things, I want to see the data so I can have a constructive, evidence-based conversation. Just think, I hope so? I mean, these are moronic people. I hope so? <laughs> Wait, there's smoke, there's fire. and so, I mean, 
you know, talk about a cliche that actually has no relevance here. When you're when you have a legal case, could you imagine, right, um, standing before a jury in this specific case, the the documents case, and all of a sudden you say, "Where there's smoke, there's fire." Okay, now what? How are you proving your case? You need to take out all of the documentary evidence. You need to put it up onto the screen. You need to show it. You need to walk the jury, right, the jurors, down the golden you know, path all the way to the wizard, right? And you have to do that each and every brick. You are laying a foundation of evidence that they will then go back and deliberate on in order to come back with a finding of guilt. It's plain and simple. Now, that evidence could be in the form of documents. It could be in you know, emails, texts. It could be in recordings. It could be in testimony from others that have first-hand knowledge. All right? And what these two idiots are doing with Sean Hannity, who seriously, is, he's just a fucking disgrace. It's like the same bullshit like with Geraldo yesterday. You know, came on uh, Allison's show on CNN directly after me. Well, my, Michael doesn't have any credibility so we can't you know listen to him and the bill bar has all right you piece of shit who's bounced around from place to place to place to place this guy changes his position conservative progressive independent liberal he goes from place to place wherever the dollar comes from I mean, basically, he retired. He should stay in retirement and not fuck up whatever career or whatever, you know, people think of him and his and his you know, past reporting. It is so stupid when he says, well, Michael Cohen has no credibility. Really? Why don't you tell me what what it is that would refute my credibility? Oh, about oh, well, you lied to Congress. Yeah. And you know who is involved in that lie? Your buddy? Or your pretend buddy, Donald, Ivanka, Jared, Ty Cobb, right? Abby Lowell, and a whole bunch of people. Yeah, I am the idiot who admitted it as part of the, um, as, you know, part of my submission. I'm the idiot who read it. Many people had their hands in the production of it. And to those brigaders that do not know what the lie was that I told um, Congress, the lie was the number of times that I stated that I spoke to Donald Trump about the failed Trump Tower Moscow real estate project. I stated three when the true answer was 10. That's the lie. So if Geraldo thinks that that's going to be enough within which to knock me out as either a witness in the upcoming Brad case or with the AG, if I get called or if my testimony of anything that I say, be it on television, in the press or here with you guys, I have a, I have a hard time believing that anything that I say, which everything is provable, again, through evidence, through documentary evidence or others' testimony, is going to be refuted. It's just another stupid Republican talking point, one that I listened to for over four hours during that testimony before the House Oversight Committee, when each and every one of these Republicans wanted to attack me based on credibility, based upon, uh, you know, my, my, my plea and so on. Um, the truth is out. I 
spell it out in great detail in the book Revenge. So anybody that does not know, I ask you, just go to Amazon, buy the book, you know, read it so that you understand. And if, you know, some, there are a couple of comments that I see that come through. Oh, you seem so angry. You seem so angry. I am angry. I'm going to tell you why I'm angry. I'm not angry about me. Not angry about the station that I have put myself, my family through. All right. I'm saddened by that. But my anger is watching again Donald Trump get this escort to and from the airport in the 757 flying in like he's some celebrity when he's nothing more than a common petty thief and a crook and a guy who's trying to destroy our democracy. And then you have idiots like Bill Barr and Geraldo that want to stand up and in a weird way stand up for them. And then you have even bigger idiots like Jimbo Jordan there and this guy Comer, right? Comer Pyle, who want to sit there and also protect Trump. Listen, you can't protect him. It is way past that because the evidence is so overwhelming. It's just a matter of time before which these cases are now before the court and there is jury that is impaneled and the prosecutors put on the case and there will be a verdict of guilt. End of story. So the more that these idiots do, the only thing that they're doing is keeping the oxygen right in Donald's air tank going and helping him to raise more money from these unsuspecting fools. Want to remind everybody to check out MidasTouch.com, our new website here at the Midas Touch Network. That's MidasTouch.com, quickly becoming the number one source of pro democracy news in the world. The Midas Touch Network, the number one channel on YouTube for pro democracy news. We now have a home on MidasTouch.com as well where we post documents like the indictment and have some great stories there as well and great coverage that complements all of our coverage here on YouTube and on the audio podcast for the Midas Touch Network. Let's do a quick recap of everything that took place in the past 72 hours. First, of course, Special Counsel Jack Smith brings this blockbuster indictment four counts against Donald Trump in Washington, D.C. for Donald Trump's criminal conduct relating to the 2020 election on the January 6th insurrection. Here is Special Counsel Jack Smith's press conference. Play the clip. Good evening. Today, an indictment is in the city. Charging Donald J. Jack Gass. Jack Gass. Jack the United States. Conspiring to disenfranchise voters. And conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceedings. The indictment was issued by a grand jury of citizens here in the District of Columbia and sets forth the crimes charged in detail. I encourage everyone to read it in full. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6, 2021 was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. Described in the indictment, it was fueled by lies. Lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election. 
The men and women of law enforcement who defended the U.S. Capitol on January 6th are heroes. They are patriots and they are the very best of us. They did not just defend a building or the people sheltering in it. They put their lives on the line to defend who we are as a country and as a people. They defended the very institutions and principles that define the United States. Since the attack on our capital, the Department of Justice has remained committed to ensuring accountability for those criminally responsible for what happened that day. This case is brought consistent with that commitment, and our investigation of other individuals continues. In this case, my office will seek a speedy trial that our evidence can be tested in court and judged by a jury of citizens. In the meantime, I must emphasize that the indictment is only an allegation and that the defendants must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. I would like to thank the members of the Federal Bureau of Investigation who are working on this investigation in my office, as well as the many career prosecutors and law enforcement agents from around the country who have worked on previous January 6th investigations. These women and men are public servants in the very highest order, and it is a privilege to work alongside them. That was Special Counsel Jack Smith uh, in connection with the indictment. Then earlier today, Donald Trump was arraigned. He was arrested and fingerprinted. We heard from people inside the courtroom that Donald Trump looked nervous. He looked sweaty. Again, not really making eye contact with Special Counsel Jack Smith, who was sitting right there for some time. Donald Trump was sitting all alone at the defense table. Uh, the court set an expedited briefing schedule on a trial date. Donald Trump's going to try to delay it. The court wasn't having it and set an expedited briefing schedule. Some of the Capitol police officers who bravely defended the Capitol building on January 6th were in attendance at the arraignment. The arraignment concluded. There were some conditions placed on Donald Trump. Specifically, he couldn't talk to any of the witnesses about the case unless it's through counsel and uh, an eventful historic day here on political beatdown. And again, such an honor to share it with all of you, brigaders, making again our coverage the number one most watched news channel in the entire world. So thank you very, very much. I mean, it's such a humbling thing. We're so grateful for all of you. Um, check out Michael Cohen's book, Revenge, wherever books are sold, really telling you about what weaponization <laughs> looks like, how Donald Trump weaponized the U.S. Department of Justice against his critics. Um, make sure you get that book uh, wherever books are sold and whatever audio books are sold. Check out the Maya Culpa podcast, also right here on the Midas Touch Network, soon to be exclusively here on the Midas Touch Network. Make sure you subscribe to Maya Culpa podcast. 
Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're not subscribed. Make sure you subscribe to it right now. Make sure you subscribe to Political Beatdown on audio. Super simple to do. Just search Political Beatdown, hit subscribe on audio. You'll hear our podcast there in addition to the videos. Always check back in on the Midas Touch YouTube channel throughout the day. We usually do about 10 new breaking news videos and two live shows basically every day. We're going to do the Midas Touch show I do with my brothers tonight at 8 Eastern. Uh, 5 Pacific will break down more about the arraignment as well as some other big news as well, like E. Jean Carroll filing a summary judgment motion uh, against Donald Trump no. in the additional defamation case um, that is pending, saying she won the first trial, the jury's made the finding. This case should just be about damages. Also, the federal judge in that case, Judge Kaplan, ordered uh, that the deposition of Donald Trump in the E. Jean Carroll case be turned over to the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. We'll also cover on the show later tonight how the Donald Trump SPAC, Digital World Acquisition Company, just lost its independent auditor who resigned. And we'll also talk about Rudy Giuliani's uh, audio uh, in the sexual harassment case and sexual assault case that was filed against him. Um, the audio files were released, and it is disgusting. We'll talk about that again on the Midas Touch podcast tonight at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Remember to go to Midas Touch. Right. Yeah, let's go. We're going to go right there right now. 24 minutes left. Okay, streamed 11 minutes ago. Donald Trump arrested and arraigned in Washington, D.C. Or... Um, Trump arrested, new details. Okay, 55,000 views. Wow. Thanks for 220K, man. Even though it's just sensors. My sensors. Donald Trump was arrested, fingerprinted, booked, and arraigned in a Washington courthouse today I'm after young. being indicted by a D.C. grand jury in a case brought brought by special counsel. Ah, uh, shit. I think I'm going to go outside and do some gardening while, uh, Trust stop. conduct relating to the 2020 election. Okay, hold on. Pull up. Donald Trump was arrested, fingerprinted, and arraigned in a Washington, D.C. federal courthouse today after being indicted by a D.C. Nah. grand jury in a case brought by special counsel Jack Smith for Trump's criminal conduct relating to the 2020 election and the January 6th insurrection. The magistrate asked Trump if he took drugs in the past 24 hours nah. and let it yeah, be known that if he commits any further crimes while the case is pending, he would be immediately thrown in prison. In yeah, other words, Trump was time. treated like the common criminal that he is. Trump pled not guilty to all four counts in the indictment, and then he went on his way to his social media platform after not being able to look special counsel Jack Smith in the eyes again to whine like the fascist baby that he is. 
we will cover it all. Meanwhile, the main road around the Fulton County Courthouse is set to close to general traffic. Starting Monday morning, the Fulton County Sheriff's Office announced Thursday afternoon as the Fulton County District Attorney Bonnie Willis seems poised to indict Donald Trump in the next two weeks. The independent auditor of the Trump SPAC, which was set to merge with the Trump media group that controls Truth Social, resigned following material defects in the SPAC's financials having been identified also following an $18 million fraud settlement with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Also, following the indictment of three individuals for a massive $22 million insider trading scheme, and also following a shady loan from a mysterious bank in the island of Dominica connected to Russian oligarchs. Also following, well, you get the point, E. Jean Carroll has filed a motion for summary judgment against Donald Trump in New York federal court for the remaining defamation lawsuit, citing her victory in the first trial and its preclusive effect, she argues, on the pending case. E. Jean Carroll says, all that is left to be decided by a jury is how many millions of dollars the jury should award her against Donald Trump. And finally, the deposition transcript of Hunter Biden's former business partner, Devin Archer from Monday's House Oversight. Hi there, welcome back. And let's see, Donald Trump arraigned in federal court. This is live about halfway through. I might have touched. An indictment there in Fulton County by the District Attorney Bonnie Willis. Um, I want to show you. We're going to go to Michael Popak in just a moment about the updates that we have that are taking place inside the courthouse in Washington D.C., where we are learning more information about the conditions that have now been placed. Uh, but first, let me show you what's taking place outside of the courthouse, and uh, this is what is going on outside the courthouse. You see a lot of people out there mocking Donald. Trump. Let's uh, play this clip. Jail! You gotta be held accountable. I can't go to jail. I'm all fluffy. Don't take advantage of me. You incited an uprising. No. It's okay. illegal. Building my own jail in New York City somewhere. I don't want to go to jail. No. No. I had to work in that video just the second time. It had no place being there. I just, I just, it just really made me laugh the first time. Popak, tell us uh, about the. Uh, <laughs> this I'm is the act I have to follow: the inflatable dolls, Donald Trump walking around in front of the courthouse. But that, you know what? You come for the legal analysis, but you stay for the inflatable dolls. So listen, Popak, what, have we, what have we learned? Here's the conditions of release uh, that were announced as Tom Windham, the lead trial lawyer for the, uh, for the uh, uh, government on this case, told the judge that the parties have agreed that as a condition of release, Trump must not, he must agree not to violate federal or state law, that's a standard condition, must appear in court as directed and must sign an appearance bond, meaning he won't have to post money, but he'll have to post an appearance bond. He must not communicate with anyone he knows to be a witness. That's a new condition. That's one they picked up from Mar-a-Lago and the magistrate judge down there when they arraigned him, and they hadn't originally asked 
for Donald Trump to have that condition, but now they're continuing with it here. Must not communicate with anyone he knows to be a witness. I'm sure we'll have some fine points on that later on, except through his lawyers or in the presence of his lawyers. Um, and they did not ask for any type of surrender of his passport or any other condition of release. But again, they did follow through and ask him not to make con demand that he not make contact with witnesses. And uh, the magistrate judge then warned Donald Trump. That's what federal judges in black robes get to do. They get to warn people before them about violating the conditions of the release, told him to listen carefully that if he failed to comply, a warrant may be issued for his arrest. The conditions of release may be revoked and he may be held pending trial pre-trial detention, would that be lovely, and receive a longer sentence. He could also be charged with contempt of court. She asked him if he if he was prepared to comply with those conditions, conditions he had not really seen. I'm sure some of it was worked out before, but some of this is always just as sort of worked out on the way into the courtroom. He may have only seen it a minute or two before. She asked him if he complied with those conditions. He nodded and he said yes. He then had to sign the documents, listing the conditions of the release, and as soon as they're on the electronic docket, here on the Midas Touch Network. We'll pull it off and look for any other details that we've missed. Um, and he has to get sworn in again. You know, he was sworn under oath again on the conditions. She set a court date, uh, kind of a control date in the future when she wants to have the party. I'm sharing on YouTube. And on Facebook, comedy. State in the future when she wants to know how the parties are doing. I'll, I'll, let's put a pin on that as we talk about Judge Tanya Chutkin and what she's going to do next. And and unless she said this is the control date, unless the district judge, meaning Judge Chutkin, relieves him of that responsibility. So it's on the docket where where this magistrate judge is holding the ring. The next step, though would be, now that he's been arraigned and he gets to walk out, having been released from a, uh, arrest. Oh, shit. Just, uh... Oh, man. Okay, everyone set? Honey, I'll drop you off. Tyler, Oops. remember you have soccer practice after school. Kylie, you have dance. Now, should I get rear-ended after I drop you off oh. or on my way to practice? I'm Joe Brown. We can't always plan for an accident. Trump arrested. Most devastating day of his life. 45 minutes ago. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Let's talk about the arraignment of Donald Trump earlier in the day where Judge Apadaya, the magistrate judge, presiding over the arraignment was not going to allow Donald Trump to hijack her courtroom. She treated Donald Trump just like any other accused criminal who is being arraigned. She asked Donald Trump if he was on any drugs in the past 24 hours. She asked him to state his full name. He had to say Donald J. Trump. She then informed him that if you engage in any crimes while this case is pending, I will immediately make sure that you are remanded into custody uh -huh. and placed uh -huh. into prison. Also, Magistrate Judge Upadiah said that the first hearing 
in this matter before the actual Article III judge, Judge Chutkin, who will be presiding over the case. There is a federal judge, then the magistrate judge. The federal judge wanted a hearing held on August 28th, where a trial date will be set. Donald Trump's lawyers asked the magistrate judge to not have a speedy trial. That was requested by Trump's lawyer, John Lauro, in the courtroom. And again, magistrate judge Upadiah was not having it. She said, five days, submit your brief. Five days, the government responds. We want this on an expedited schedule so that by the time this case goes before federal judge Tanya Chutkin on August 28th, that's when the next hearing will take place. A trial date will be set. These matters will be fully briefed. A brilliant move by the federal judge presiding over this case by coordinating with the magistrate judge, knowing that Trump was going to try to engage in delay tactics. They were prepared for it. Also, three major conditions placed on Donald Trump, in addition to the fact that the magistrate judge admonished him, commit another crime, you're going to jail right away. Here are the following conditions. Trump must not violate federal or state law. Trump must appear in court as directed and must sign an appearance bond. And Trump must not communicate with anyone he knows to be a witness, except through his lawyers or in the presence of his lawyers. Donald Trump was sworn in and pled not guilty to all four criminal counts in special counsel Jack Smith's indictment. Special counsel Jack Smith was in the courtroom. Trump was sitting very close to special counsel Jack Smith. Trump was described as despondent, sad, and very sweaty. Special counsel Jack Smith was trying to stare at Donald Trump again. But Donald Trump, from what I've heard from reports, was kind of staring down, shrugging, and demonstrating how weak he is. Tom Windham, the prosecutor for the Department of Justice, who is representing the United States at this hearing. Let's talk about what went down before this hearing. You had, of course, Lena Haba out in front just spreading a bunch of nonsense for Donald Trump. Although, on one point, seemingly having an admission here, saying that everybody was aware that Donald Trump lost the election. Yeah, everybody was aware. And thank you for further incriminating Donald Trump here. But we all know the intent exists. But yes, Lena Haba, thank you for giving more evidence to special counsel Jack Smith here. Play this clip of Lena Haba. There's testimony and there's a number of aides that have said that the president was made aware that he lost the election and yet continued to argue that it was stolen from him. How do you reconcile those two things? Well, I think that everybody was made aware that he lost the election. But that doesn't mean that that was the only advice he was given. As anybody understands what happens in the Oval Office, there are a numerous amount of advisors and politicians and lawyers, not just one or two, that are giving you advice and telling you what they believe is true. So he may not agree with Mike Pence. He may not agree with one of his lawyers. But that doesn't mean that there weren't other people advising him. He's wearing a very low-cut purple tight thing that's like cut up the sleeves, quite sexy. Show off her body, try to distract us from her stupid words. And the president has a right, as every one of us do, to listen to several opinions and make their decision. In addition to that clip, Lena Haba, of course, was talking about Hunter Biden because that's what MAGA does. They have nothing else to talk about. Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. Here, play this clip. 
On March 17th, Hunter accidentally admits that it was his laptop from hell. The next day, DA Alvin Bragg indicts President Trump. June 8th, an FBI document is released showing that the Ukrainians paid the Biden crime family millions and millions of dollars. The next day, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the Mar-a-Lago indictment. And then Helena Haba and all of the, you know, and the Trump people were handing out these pamphlets. This is like official pamphlets they were handing out with like a naked photo of Hunter Biden um, from when he was uh, addicted to drugs and Biden and just spreading more complete lies and disinformation. No need to highlight the disinfo, just want to show you what was taking place. Not many MAGA supporters out there at all as the MAGA Republican base continues to shrink and shrink and shrink. Although there was an inflatable Trump outside the courthouse mocking Donald Trump. This is what Donald Trump was greeted to when he arrived for the arraignment. Play this clip. Jail! You gotta be held accountable! I can't go to jail! I'm all fluffy! Don't take advantage of me! You incited an uprising. No! It's okay. illegal! Build me my own jail in New York City somewhere! I don't want to go to jail. No! Okay, stand here for a minute, Trump. No! I can't go to jail. Yep, you're at the courthouse. I got pimples. I can't go to jail. Nobody can. Heart health and staying healthy, especially when you have a family that you want to be able to spend as much time with as possible, is so, so important. We all have a heartfelt reason to support our blood pressure. In fact, more than half of the U.S. population would benefit from blood pressure support. Super Beats Heart Shoes are an easy and convenient way to support healthy blood pressure, and they promote heart-healthy energy. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in Super Beats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. And with over 30,000 five-star reviews and counting, Super Beats Heart Shoes are having their moment. Super Beats Heart Shoes are incredibly delicious and so much better than any alternative supplements out there. I take my Super Beat Heart Shoes each morning and it's really kick-started my morning routine. After taking my Super Beats Heart Shoes, I feel like I have more energy and am ready to take on the day. Super Beats Heart Shoes are effective and clinically studied. They are the number one pharmacist recommended beat brand for cardiovascular health support. It's blood pressure support you can trust. Double your potential with Super Beats Heart Shoes. Get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Shoes and 15% off your first order by going to GetSuperBeats.com and use the promo code MIDAS. That's get super B-E-E-T-S dot com and use the code MIDAS. And now, back to the show. And MIDAS Touch correspondent Brian Karam was on scene and he spoke to one of the MAGA cult members who was outside. And I just want you to watch how disturbing and frankly sad what the Republican Party has become. Here, play this clip. With the Fries app, you can always save big on your favorites with personalized coupons and deals so you can spend less and get more. Download the Fries app today and get savings designed with you in mind. Fries, fresh for everyone. 
what the Republican Party has become. Here, play this clip. So can I ask you a question? Did, uh, uh, the, what happens? I mean, was he right about everything? No, my question is... Trump was right about everything. So if he's... But if he's convicted, would you still vote for him? Absolutely. Convicted of what? Is there any of, any of the 78 charges that he's facing felonies? Would you still vote for him? If I took a, piece, if I took a shit right here, well, and if I, I cut it up into 78 pieces, what would I have? I'd have the same stupid piece of shit. It's irrelevant. So it doesn't <laughs> matter. Cut it up into 78 different pieces. What if you personally witnessed him commit a crime and then he was convicted well, would you then vote for him like if he uh espionage if he had Don jr working for a natural gas company ask those trump supporters if they'll support this motherfucker from prison president from prison mega fascists if they would Still vote for Trump if he was running for president from prison. Ran for president from prison. MAGA FASCISTS DIAPER DON DIAPER DON Circumstance, would you not vote for him? I guess. Well, no, absolutely not. This is a proven track record. He's a. Perfect president. He's an American hero. He's the greatest thing that's ever happened to the American political. Donald Trump started posting rantings and ravings on his social media platform, attacking the judge already. That is right out of Donald Trump's playbook. He wrote, Biden and his family steal millions and millions of dollars, including bribes from foreign countries, and I'm headed to D.C. to be arrested for protesting a crooked election, unfair venue, unfair judge. We are a nation in decline, MAGA. So already Donald Trump just whining and whining. Here's another one that he posted. By the way, it's all projection and confession. It really is. Donald Trump's next post. He goes, the latest fake case brought by crooked Joe Biden and deranged Jack Smith will hopefully be moved to an impartial venue such as the politically unbiased nearby state of West Virginia. Impossible to get a fair trial in one.
Nazi, which is over 95% anti-Trump, and for which I have called for a federal takeover in order to bring our capital back to greatness. It is now a high crime embarrassment to our nation and indeed the world. This indictment is all about election interference. And for those wondering, how are the MAGA Republicans holding all of these hearings in the House of Representatives, trashing Washington, D.C., and talking about public urination and just making stuff up? It's for this reason. Officially, ah, huh. trying to help Donald Trump out, so when they would be an indictment. <laughs> Say unfair, unfair. Just so you know, DC Circuit Court precedent completely is against a venue change. There is no chance that this case is going to have a change of venue at all. Even Trump appointed judges who have heard change of venue requests for January 6th insurrectionists have consistently denied it. Following the arraignment, Donald Trump gave this bizarre speech, if you will, or whatever he did this short statement to the press, and here is uh, what he said, again, just like attacking Washington, D.C. Here, play this clip. Well, thank you very much. This is a very sad day for America. is staggering.
All trials in future must be public. His supporters need to know the extent of its criminality. It is staggering. All right, there you have. So, folks, the next hearing, August 28th, Judge Chutkin is going to be presiding over that case. Said setting a trial date that day, coordinated with the magistrate uh, that, just so you know, Judge Chutkin, Obama she appointee, she's previously made a ruling in a case involving Donald Trump where Trump sued the January 6th committee he was seeking any. Trump trials must be public. latest live streams get this free gift from T-Mail thanks for tuning in 20k shout out to KMP Student Radio released from arrest custodial arrest on these conditions and under these conditions then we'll see what Judge Chutkin does next in her orders because she's going to want to get everybody into the courtroom very very quickly and set and talk about speedy trial when the sixth amendment right to a speedy trial when is the date going to be set what is the necessity for additional time she'll hear from both sides and we will get to uh i don't think it's gonna be this week but next week we could get or the week after we could get a trial date and there's going to be now the new tug of war that we'll all have to watch here on the body touch network which is going to be the tug of war between john loro saying it's ridiculous 70 or 90 days to try this case They've been investigating for two and a half years. How could they possibly try it at that amount of time? And the federal government saying, yeah, it's one defendant, four counts, three conspiracies, and six unindicted co-conspirators. We can try this case before the election. We have to try this case before the election because justice denied, is, justice delayed is justice denied. And Judge Chutkin, who's very good at all things Chad One of my six, favorite sentence to the highest sentences possible, even above what the Department of Justice has asked for, other co-conspirators with Donald Trump is going to likely set this trial. If I had to make a prediction, I want to hear from you and Michael. She's going to set this trial on a trial docket. Of course, not in March when the uh, Manhattan DA is doing their case on Stormy Daniels, and not in May when Judge uh, Eileen Cannon is now set the date for Mar-a-Lago. But some other time during primary season and well before the election, there is going to be the Jan 6th omnibus trial of Donald Trump based on today's event and the NCAA. You know, special you know, counsel... I, I'll tell you a quick one. Uh, I believe, so you have March of 2024 is the Alvin Gray case. Uh, you have May of 2024 is the other 
Jack Smith case, you know, any day now we're going to see another indictment coming down. That'll be from Fulton County, Georgia, for Bonnie Willis, their district attorney there. We're going to see that. Who knows when the January 6th one will ultimately show itself. But I think that this case will be sometime, I really do, I believe that it will be sometime in June. The latest will be July of 2024. You know, these rocket dockets are fantastic. And they could, Lauro can make whatever claims that he wants about the fairness and so on. And he'll look to try to make some motions, which will, of course, in their mind, they're going to think it's going to delay the inevitable, but it won't, especially not with this judge, especially not with the judge also that exists in the case here in New York with DA Alvin Bragg. We have no clue what's going to happen with the Eileen Cannon scenario. Would she give him additional time? Sure, she'll claim it's fair and reasonable. But then again, you know, that's what, 60, 90 day difference. So instead of this new Jack Smith matter coming in in July, it'll come not third, but it'll come second. It's really all irrelevant at this time. It's just a matter of time before accountability ultimately smacks him right across the side of his head. And it's coming. Couldn't agree more with, you know, special counsel Jack Smith could have filed hundreds of counts in this indictment. And this is where special counsel Jack Smith is much smarter than me. And this is where I will admit error because I thought, you know what, he could charge Trump with money laundering and wire fraud and hundreds of counts. The issue, if he did that now, and by the way, he can still do that later. But if he did that now, then things would be delayed and delayed, especially if you charge complicated financial crimes. Oh, then that becomes one of these white collar forensic economists type stuff, you know, and then that takes years and years and years. So special counsel Jack Smith actually had to probably remove hundreds of charges that he knows Trump committed with the goal of getting this tried in 2024. And that is how precisely he sculpted this. And it must have been frustrating to him, right? Because he knows about all these other crimes. He doesn't mean he can't charge those crimes. The statute of limitations still exists, of course. And you know who, and just to contrast the things, you showed that clip of what's going on in Fulton County in Atlanta, as we also anticipate Fawny Willis and hers. That stands in contrast to what Fawny Willis has to do. Fawny Willis has to bring everything right now. Giuliani, Trump, the fake electors that aren't cooperating, like the head of the GOP there, you know, Jenna Ellis, Sidney Powell, even Mark Meadows, perhaps. She has to bring it now all in one big omnibus place and hope and then and then indict away. She's got one grand jury opportunity. Yes, she can go back, but she doesn't really have the same luxury that Jack Smith does, the way the federal grand juries work versus what Georgia has. She had her two years of investigation. She had her seven months of a special purpose grand jury and their report and recommendation, which we're going to see relatively soon based on some rulings by Judge McBurney. So when people say, oh, wow, look how surgical uh, Jack Smith was right, but she has to be she has to load 50 pounds of potatoes into a 10 pound sack. You that's know, what her indictment is. going. You know, what's really amazing here is uh, as you were reading out the uh, release charging. 
when you attend one of the 10 Maricopa Community Colleges, you get more than just a world-class education. You get the opportunity to succeed, to find a career that takes you places, the opportunity for a better life. Five reasons why our dogs love Farmer's Dog, in no particular order. Reason number one, the meals come pre-portioned, ready to serve. Of the uh, release charging, that he's not permitted to meet or to speak with somebody who can be either a potential witness in this case or so, whether it's on his uh, behalf or, uh, you know, against him. Half the plane that's going to go back with him to New Jersey, <laughs> in my estimation, are those such people like Boris Epstein, who we now believe to be uh, co-conspirator number six. So let's just think about who we do know for fact. And I don't know whether or not it has been determined that Boris Epstein is number six. I know I've read it in a few places, but I don't know if it's confirmed like Rudy Giuliani, right, uh, Clark. Eastman, Sydney, the release the Kraken Powell. Then you have, uh, you know, a cheese, a cheese toes over there, or whatever the fuck his name is, right? Um, these are all lawyers and these are all people. How is he not going to be speaking with Kaludi, right, during this time period? Because, you know, they still reach out to him, they still speak to him. Um, especially, you know, you got guys, again, like Epstein, who's sitting at the table with him when he came in for the Manhattan DA's but, case. Hey, Why he's sitting there, I have no idea. He's never practiced criminal law. I always, wanted to, I always wanted to ask you, Michael, did you know Boris? Yes, of course. So you I know. met Boris early, early on in 2015, uh, very shortly after the announcement of the campaign. And yeah. Boris was very interested in being a part of it. Unfortunately, nobody really cared for him. Uh, and so I've always referred to him, and I've done so even on uh, network television. He was like a dog, like a, a lap dog, that Here everywhere boy. you went, there was Boris by your ankles. And all he wanted, he'd come to him, he'd go, you know, can you get me into, can get me into the boss's office? Can you, can you take me in with you? And so on, you know, let him know that I'm doing this. And, you know, if I would do it, he, and Donald would say to him, you know, good job, good job. And then he would ask him some questions about, you know, where are you from, blah, blah, blah. And Boris would light up like a fucking candle. And he'd be so excited that Donald, you know, shined, you know, some light on him, gave him one moment of attention. Yeah. Now he must be like a pig in shit thinking, oh, my God, here I am. I'm Donald's go-to guy. Meanwhile, look what happens to all of Donald's go-to go guys. Go-to guy. We end up going to prison. <laughs> that's the go-to that's the go-to part you go straight yeah. you go straight to prison then let me i thought it was worthwhile um i don't know if we can get a picture of it up on the palm card that they handed out walking up to the uh there it is this this is really disgusting plus it's very sad and, and pathetic it's not sad because you know but it just shows you they're out of gas intellectually um this is what they this is what the trump campaign or the trump people gave to reporters as he was heading in for arraignment today on the left you know, this ridiculous picture of Hunter Biden at his at his lowest point at the nadir of his life. And then and then our president and then comparing key points on a calendar. So at least they not operate a calendar, April, June, July and then whatever. And what they're trying to say is every time there was an event a, 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 a related to the House, which we know is just a puppet 
being manipulated with Donald Trump's hand. It's like it's like a, a perverse Muppet where they just stuck their hand directly up everybody in the House, MAGA House's uh, backside to, to manipulate them. But every time there's a House event, they said, oh, and that's when there was an indictment from one of these activists. I love activists. You mean democratically elected? That's what these prosecutors are, every one of them. So in April of 2023, they say, and I'm not even sure these dates really line up this way, the House hears testimony about Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents. You mean the boxes left over from when he was vice president that ended up in a locked closet in his garage? And they're like, aha, that's when Donald Trump was indicted by Alvin Bragg. And then in June, the FBI releases documents alleging a $10 million bribe from Burisma. Again, a lie. There's no evidence to support this. It's just a, it's just but it's easy to type on a on a PowerPoint presentation, which is all this is. Same month, activist prosecutor Jack Smith indicts Donald Trump in Florida, July of 2023. Hunter Biden rejects the plea deal after blanket immunity offer revealed. OK, so he rejected the plea deal. And then activist prosecutor Jack Smith adds more charges in the superseding indictment. And then July 31 to August 1. House hears testimony that Joe Biden lied about his business calls with Hunter. By the way, even the guy that they trotted out, the longtime business associate of Hunter, said that Joe Biden never talked shop, never talked business on any meeting or call he was even on. So even and, worst and, case and Popak, scenario. And Popak, here's the difference, though, between what we do here on Political Beatdown and on the Midas Touch Network versus what legacy media and what MAGA Republican Fox they do. Like, you can make a statement, but you got to back it up with evidence. And if you show me evidence, if you show me audio recordings and, and, and data, when the witness shows up and he goes, yes, I heard Biden when he was the vice president taking bribes. But a I'm wire transfer. Gonna, I'm not going to be, yeah, well, I, yeah, I Biden, you know, or fake news. I'm going to be freaking pissed. Well, and I'm going to gonna want Biden to be held accountable. Sure, but then, then look to see exactly what what has happened in the past. You know, it's the beautiful thing about history. Unfortunately, it tends to repeat itself, especially yeah. if you're part of this MAGA cult. What happens is they go ahead, they lie, whether it's Jimbo Jordan or Marjorie Toilet or Lauren Holbert or any of these other, Ted, you know, I'm off to Cancun cruise. They make a statement. They lie. We ask for documentation finally, right? Show us the proof that you're talking about, like the whistleblowers yeah. and others that mysteriously disappear or documents that they claim that they have that are non, they, they're just non-existent. Well, now all of a sudden they have to go, well, you know, we have it. We have it. We're just not releasing it. Huh? How does something like that happen? You're not releasing it. That's not what we do here. It's not like, for example, what I've ever done when I used to do trials. It's not what I did when I stepped up and I spoke um, on television live, right, before the House uh, Oversight Committee or in any of the skiff hearings, the additional six other congressional hearings. Every single thing that I said, every answer that I gave, was backed up by documentary evidence. I don't care whether you want to call me a liar. I don't care whether you believe me or not. Look for yourself. Here is a document that specifically states that the information that I am providing is accurate and correct. 
You cannot argue with documentary evidence. You cannot argue with, um, you know, uh, yep. with other testimony, corroborating testimony. That's the problem. These maggots refuse to provide any documentary evidence. All they have is their is their mouths. And what they do is they get one to lie, and then the other perpetuates and regurgitates the lie, and it goes on and on and on without any evidence to back it up. And let me show you be, the evidence-based sanctionable. And let me show you the, I, I agree, because if we lied like that in a court of law, we would be sanctioned and lose our license. Yet Jim Jordan, who's not a licensed lawyer, does this every day so that they can make pamphlets like that. Let me just give you some breaking news as I'm apparently now driving in a car, <laughs> virtual, real <laughs> virtual reality style steering right now. Um, what we've learned, what we've learned, is that Trump lawyer John Lauro says that they are going to ask for the exclusion of the Speedy Trial Act in the Trump election case, where Trump was just arraigned, arraigned, and the judge ordered that briefing take place in five days with the DOJ response within five days after that. So as I'm on the highway right now, there already the judge is expediting the briefing there. All right, that's, Salty. That's Chutkin. That, that's Chutkin. I believe so. I believe okay. so. Let's pull up the pamphlet right now, Salty, though, because I just want to show you an evidence-based approach. So this is what they are handing out right there. So let's just take one of them, the July 31st date. It says, House hears testimony that Joe Biden lied about his business calls with Hunter. Okay, well, let's, let me test that. Let me actually look at the deposition, okay? So this is the question that was asked to Hunter Biden's former business uh, associate, who, by the way, the former business associate is a convicted felon, having nothing to do with Hunter, a totally different deal that Hunter was not involved in at all. The question is, so based on your knowledge and experience, your relationship with Hunter Biden, your time on Burisma's board, and the entirety of your knowledge and experience, do you have any basis to disagree with the conclusion that, quote, Vice President Biden did not alter U.S. foreign policy to benefit his son, Hunter Biden. Answer, I have no basis to know if he altered. I have no basis to know if he altered any policy to benefit his son. So you have no knowledge? I have no knowledge. Sorry. So if you're pointing to this as your, as your whistleblower evidence of, of a home run, like, what are you talking about? Here's the other portion of the deposition testimony. Um, and by the way, great cross-examination here by Congress member Dan Golden. Question, do you have any basis to disagree with the conclusion that Hunter Biden's role did not influence U.S. foreign policy? Yeah, I, I have no basis. Do you have any basis to disagree with the conclusion that Vice President Biden carried out U.S. foreign policy in the interest of the United States? I have no basis to judge or to disagree with that or to disagree. You have no knowledge, nothing based on your knowledge that would contradict this conclusion. No. And they act like that's a home run evidence. All right, Salty, pull up the pamphlet again right now. Let's try to talk about, okay, what, what, what's another one? Um, FBI releases documents alleging 10 million bribe from Burisma or what? The IRS whistleblowers, right? The IRS whistleblower. Let's do the other one. Hunter Biden rejects a plea deal, right? These IRS whistleblowers are paraded in and they're saying, Oh, the DOJ was weaponized and we were complaining and we wanted them to go after Hunter Biden. 
That was during the Trump administration. The prosecutor's a Trump appointee, is a Republican. And what you're complaining about took place in April of 2020. Biden wasn't the president then. Facts matter. You can't just make up things. So let me show you these other. So you just saw the deposition testimony. These were the other fake whistleblowers that were just paraded into um, one of these committee hearings. And watch what happens when Democratic Congress member Raja Krishnamurthy of Harvard Law. Here is what he did during his cross-examination of these fake whistleblowers. Play the clip. You were concerned about the complexities of the election cycle and potential delays that arose in connection with the election cycle. You said at page 23, and I remember there were always times where we were always on an impending election cycle. It was always the elections being brought up in early 2020. It was the presidential primaries. Now, sir, Joe Biden was not the president at that time either, was he? I mean, the answer to your question is no, he was not, but I don't see where you referenced it in my, you know, for Page 23, you're talking about how the election cycle is delaying decisions by the prosecution. And it turns out that the delay in the election cycle was happening at a time when Joe Biden was not the president. I'm sorry, sir. That's in Special Agent Ziegler's transcript. That's why I couldn't find it. So. So, Mr. Ziegler. And you shared concerns about delays related to the election cycle. But at that time, Joe Biden was not the president. I believe at that time he was the nominee for president. Well, he was not the president, was he? It's just a simple question, sir. Can you rephrase the what what time? Joe Biden was not the president in the presidential primaries in 2020. Correct. That is correct. Sir, finally, Mr. Shapley. You said that warrants were ready as soon as April 2020 to begin searching for records, but actions weren't taken with regard to those warrants. Again, Joe Biden was not the president in April 2020, was he? So I'm confused by your line of questioning. We're talking about an election to which uh, now President Biden was a part of. So he didn't have to be the president to have election meddling. No, but the question is this. Was he the president at that time, in April 2020? It's been asked and answered. And what's the answer, sir? The elect... The The answer is? Yes or no? Is no. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I wield back. Yeah, the answer... Can you imagine, I mean, you got porky pigs that are, and that's all, folks? No. The answer is no. Joe Biden was not the president. Could you imagine, this is how they have to double and triple talk and keep flubbering back and forth with the simplest of questions. A five-year-old, five-year-old would have known that at that period of time, Joe Biden was not the president of the United States. And these are the guys that they're calling in to be the witnesses. These are the guys that are going to blow the whole case wide open and show this Hunter Biden, Joe Biden relationship with foreign entities and taking of money. I mean, shame on, just shame on them. Disgraceful. And could you imagine that they work at the IRS on top of everything? It is shameful. You know, we're learning a lot about some of the personalities who are involved in this case. We've talked about John Lauro, Donald Trump's new lawyer, Todd Blanche, one of Trump's lawyers. 
On the DOJ side, uh, you heard Michael Popak mention the name Tom Windham. We can pull up a photo of Tom right here. 44 years old. He's been leading a lot of uh, special counsel Jack Smith's investigation, known as a quiet guy, humble, doesn't really speak to the press, just kind of a worksmanlike prosecutor. And you see the team that special counsel Jack Smith has developed. So Tom Wyndham was in that case, or is in this case during the arraignment today. Down in the Southern District of Florida, you have Jay Bratt, the top counterintelligence official at the DOJ. I think we've got a photo of Jay Bratt. Jay Bratt actually himself was the person who showed up to Mar-a-Lago back on June 3rd, 2022, and it was he and his team, when they met with Trump, they identified this surveillance footage that was in the area and immediately made the request. It was brilliant move by them when they caught that surveillance camera immediately asked for the footage and then that demonstrated that all of the lies that they were being told talk about the federal judge the arraignment was before a magistrate judge but the federal judge is judge tanya chutkin there's judge chutkin an obama appointee a law and order no nonsense judge she made one of the big rulings in the january 6th committee case back in 2021 ordering that Trump's executive privilege claim did not apply and turning over all those documents from the National Archives to the January 6th committee. And in her ruling back in 2021, she said, presidents are not kings and Donald Trump is not a president or is not the president. She put that in her order back in 2021 this is the judge who has been assigned to this case. And of course, what is Donald Trump doing like clockwork, uh, attacking Judge Chutkin right before he walked into the courthouse? He says, Biden and his family still steal mil millions and millions of dollars, including bribes from foreign countries. And I'm headed to D.C. to be arrested for protesting a crooked election, unfair venue, unfair judge. We are a nation in decline. Uh, MAGA. But you know what's one of the really smart things about special counsel Jack Smith, though, is that he knew that Donald Trump and Republicans were going to make this free speech argument. He knew that they were going to say, oh, this, you know, all, all this issue here is that Donald Trump just was, he was saying things, you know, you can't chill his free speech. So special counsel Jack Smith just confronted the issue head on in the indictment, right? And he goes in paragraph three of the indictment. Jack Smith says, look, Donald Trump had a right, like every American, to speak publicly about the election and even to claim falsely that there had been outcome determinative fraud during the election and that he had won. He was also entitled to formally challenge the results of the election through lawful and appropriate means such as by seeking recounts or audits of the popular vote in states or filing lawsuits challenging ballots and procedures. Indeed, in many cases, the defendant did pursue these methods of contesting the election results. His efforts to change the outcome in any state through recounts, audits, or legal challenges were uniformly unsuccessful. Shortly after election day, the defendant also pursued unlawful means 
of discounting legitimate votes and subverting the election results. In so doing, the defendant perpetrated three criminal conspiracies, and it goes into a conspiracy against the American people, conspiracy to obstruct the counting of the electoral votes, and a conspiracy against the right of Americans to vote. And so Special Counsel Jack Smith is even saying there, look, Donald Trump even has the right to lie. Donald Trump can lie. Donald Trump doesn't even have to tell the truth. You know, he is the First Amendment to do that, just like we have the First Amendment to criticize him for his conduct. But when you take those lies and then you subvert Americans' right to vote and try to change votes for Trump from Biden, when you try to stop the counting of the electoral vote, now your conduct is criminal. Cohen. So, you know, Ben, last night I was on CNN uh, with Allison Camrata, and she asked me a question which was responsive to Bill Barr's appearance with Caitlin Collins about an hour or so earlier. And I have a real issue, and the reason, of course, that I bring this up is because so far we haven't done the two-finger salute. And the two-finger salute goes to, once again, the bloviated asshole himself, Bill Barr. Okay? You get the fuck you today, Bill Barr. And I'm going to tell you why. Because this piece of shit is now sitting there going from, you know, news center to news center. And he's talking about Trump. Now, there he is right there. We have the sound. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, have well, the sound as well. Yeah, let's, well let's hear This is a very sad day for America. And it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C. and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Uh, when you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very you much. Want these, like, you want these Cohen, I want to get your immediate response to that because I never want a statement like that just to be left unchecked. I mean, so. how many times have we heard the same line of horseshit? He's winning, he's leading, he's the winner. Biden is the loser. He won 2020, right? Uh, you know, uh, all of a sudden now, D.C. is filth and walls. What wall is he talking about? You're talking about the wall that he didn't build? I mean, now there's graffiti everywhere. He didn't leave D.C. this way. What the fuck is he talking about? But I want to go back. Look, you can't even listen to this stupidity. It's the same talking points because he can't think. He can't think of what else to say. So you go back to the same old playbook, right? You know, denigrate the Bidens, denigrate Joe Biden, uh, you know, prop yourself up. I'm the leading candidate, which he is. All right. You're also charged with 78 counts so far and growing. You're the one whose ass just came out of a courtroom where you had to plead not guilty. And you know what's coming down the road. All right, you know that you're going to be charged with, you know, with guilt by, you know, by a jury of your peers. But then again, because he because he can't control the only place that he would want, right, for the jury 
to come from would be from Mar-a-Lardo because these people are such sycophantic fools. So he thinks, you know, that West Virginia, it's a very, you know, red area so that maybe he'll be able to get at least one or two people on the jury that will end up, you know, voting against, say, you know, the charges, which, of course, would create a hung jury. And, of course, that's not going to stop them from proceeding. But at least it gives him a lifeline to get to where he wants to get which is to the election. But I want to go back for a second to this whole thing with Bill Barr. So Bill Barr is speaking to Caitlin Collins yesterday, and he's talking about, I told Donald that you lost the election. Okay, fantastic. Maybe you could have come out and said this when Trump was still president. No, no, no. He now waits. He goes ahead and he waits until a long time thereafter, you know, almost three years later, for him to come out and to start to say this. What he needs to do is he needs to come clean on everything. When he talks about Donald will weaponize the Department of Justice against his, you know, his critics or his um, adversaries, his enemies list, so to speak, Obar came out and he said, I do believe that. I believe Donald will weaponize that. No, no, you piece of shit. You, on behalf of Donald Trump, in concert with Donald Trump, weaponized the Department of Justice to go against his critics in the past, namely including myself when I was unconstitutionally remanded back to prison. When your DOJ reached out to Jeffrey Berman, the head of the Southern District of New York, who had recused himself for whatever the reason might be in order to discuss my case, right? These are all things that should basically put your ass behind bars. And you do not get to go there and to, you know, and to prop yourself up so that you could be welcomed back into polite society by shitting on Donald Trump now. You come clean. You come clean and you tell the American people what Donald directed you to do and what you did. And then and only then will you be in a position as far as I'm concerned, right, to be welcomed back into polite society. Other than that, go fucking hide in some hole because you're a piece of shit, no different than that MAGA moron that was speaking to Brian Karen before. You know, you just wear a tie, and this idiot wears a MAGA hat. So to you, you watch fuck you, Bill. And, you know, to those people, uh, the comments, uh, obviously, you know, there's always... And, you know, we have our haters that are still here. Why they decide to join us, I'm actually happy that they are, because my hope is that some of them, one of them, will open up their ears and open up their eyes and see the reality of what's going on here. The truth of the, the, truth of the matter is, is that Trump, Bill Barr, and so many of these insiders that were there, part of the inner circle during the Trump administration, did things that... No other president in the history of this country, not only have they not done, they never wanted to do. Donald Trump tried to overturn our democracy for the sole purpose of retaining power. Something I said February of 2019, almost more than a year before it actually happened, when I said my biggest fear, knowing Donald the way I do, my biggest fear is that if Donald Trump loses the election in 2020, that there will never be a peaceful transfer of power. And since that day, look at all the things that he has done in order to prevent the peaceful transfer of power. 
which is the basis of our American democracy. And Bill Barr, you were a part of that, you piece of shit. So for that, you're getting it again. The two-finger fuck you salute. Whenever MAGA Republicans try to use their talking points, you know, one of the things I like to basically say, and we've said this before, when we go through the deposition testimony, we live in an evidence-based system. So when Special Counsel Jack Smith brings an indictment, the evidence is laid out. The documents, the audio, the video, it's not just words. He's not just saying, derange this, criminal, that. No, it's showing the documents. And so, like... I'll show you this clip. Uh, this is from, I think, last night on Hannity, where he asks James Comer and Jim Jordan. Both individuals are not lawyers. Um, Jim Jordan went to law school, never passed the bar exam. James Comer, uh, not a lawyer. Um, Jim Jordan covered up sexual abuse when he was a gym coach or wrestling coach. James Comer was accused of sexual abuse by his ex-girlfriend. It's kind of a commonality and a theme here. Two very unqualified, disgusting individuals who lead very important House committees, thanks to Kevin McCarthy. And just watch what they respond to when Hannity says, well, do you believe that Joe Biden is taking, do you believe it? And their response is not, we have evidence. Watch what they say. Play this clip. Now, do you believe that this is now officially the Joe uh, Biden bribery allegation? And do you believe that you will be able to prove that? Jim Comer. I sure hope so. And I, I do believe that uh, there's a lot of smoke. And where there's smoke, there's fire. We, we just heard. Okay, ma'am. For the arrest. <clears throat> Trump's adult kids have major meltdown during latest interviews. Thanks for 20, 220K, by the way. Here we go. Might have touched live right now. Donald Trump arraigned in federal court. Nye, 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 nye. Since President Biden and I took office, our nation has made incredible progress, all thanks to your support. That includes creating over 13 million jobs, lowering the cost of health care, so low energy. Drugs, the largest investment to fight climate change in America's history. But there is still so much more to do. Joe and I are running for re-election to finish the job, and we need you in our corner once again. Our campaign relies on grassroots supporters from across the country who pitch in five, even ten dollars at a time. If you can, add a donation today. Your support means so just much. encourages them. Thank you. <laughs> like Will Rogers used to say. Capitol Police officers who bravely defended the Capitol building on January 6th were in attendance at the arraignment. The uh -huh. arraignment concluded. There were some conditions placed on Donald Trump specifically. He couldn't talk to any of the witnesses about the case unless it's through counsel and uh, an eventful. After he threatened. Christopher Perez said, uh, why, why isn't he thrown behind bars for a little pretrial incarceration? 
He threatens everybody. He is a menace to society. Historic day here on political beatdown. And again, such an honor to share it with all of you, brigaders, making again our coverage the number. For the worst criminal. Midas mighty. Midas mighty. All DOJ. Two two. Demand Trump disqualified for one most watched news channel in the entire world. So thank you very, very much. I mean, it's such a humbling thing. We're so grateful for all of you. Um, check out Michael Cohen's book, Revenge, wherever books are any sold. Any other trade, really I'm going to tweet that. Any other trade, sir, would be behind bars. Uh, DOJ, CrimDiv. The Justice Department. Hey. Justice Department. Stop giving us MF or Okay. Trista for prize. Four. Jump for prison. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna pull up, see if you're still there. So, hello, darling. Okay, we're gonna go to the beginning. Pull up, pull up for the mystery tour. Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben. Political Beatdown. Michael Cohen. We have another historic live broadcast. We previously covered the indictment when it was handed down by a grand jury with special counsel. Jack mm. Smith announcing it at a press conference shared on YouTube. in Washington, D.C., a four-count indictment for Donald Trump's criminal conduct relating to the 2020 election and the January 6th. Uh, insurrection. We will go over and cover what was in that indictment in more detail on this episode. Of course, as we are broadcasting live right now, Donald Trump is expected to be arraigned at 4 Eastern. 
Uh, and right now, an audience and a yeah. crowd is developing outside of the federal courthouse in Washington, D.C. We will be covering the arrival of Donald Trump to the courthouse, and we will be covering everything that we find out that is taking place at this arraignment that is set to take place today in real time. What we've learned already is that Trump will undergo digital fingerprinting as part of the booking process at the courthouse today. No mugshot will be taken. The oh, court come will on. Be an existing photo Fucking of egg. Donald Trump Fuck in its place, according to a youth. No mugshot, eh? More preferential DOJ. Disqualify now. Disqualify now. Marshal Service spokesperson, as reported by MSNBC. Michael Cohen on this historic edition of political beatdown as we await for Donald Trump to arrive. This, uh, uh, yet another uh, criminal indictment, the third of hey, Donald ben, Trump. What are hey, ben, I wonder about? whether I wonder whether they're going to use one of the photos of Trump, one of those NFT photos of Donald, you know, uh, like at Mr. Olympia or as a superhero, which I think would be rather interesting considering, as far as I'm concerned, he should be treated the same as everybody else. And that's not what we're seeing right now. So this piece of shit lands over at Reagan National Airport. You have 10 police cars or so that are there waiting for him. They shut down the route in order to get him to the courthouse. All right. Um, I... I said, Midas Mighty called DOJ 202-514-2000. Tell them to get search warrant for all of Trump's properties, including Scotland and Ivana's grave site. I promise you. I promise you one thing, Ben. That if it was you, if it was me, if it was any of our brigaders, if it was any other American, you wouldn't be treated like a rock star. And I have a fundamental problem with this. Trump looks like a fucking rock star. Coming off of a 757 aircraft, they're holding up air traffic so that he could fly in as far as i'm concerned you want to fly in on your jet good for you all right no different than anybody else who has a, an airplane i don't care what the aircraft is you land you get off you go ahead you get into a car i don't care if it's an uber if it's a lift i don't care if it's your own private vehicle and you work your way through traffic like everybody else in order to get to the courthouse on time as required by the judge plain and simple instead look at the way it's being covered right you got garrett hake is one of the lucky folks um and he was successful in getting uh one of the few press passes so he's inside one of those uh suburban vehicles and he's you know photographing in live in live time for us to all be able to experience what's going on here but you're in a caravan I mean, Donald Trump was in a motorcade on his way to the courthouse to be arraigned.
for not the first time, not the second time, but for the third time. I mean, what are we doing? We're making a potential felon into a rock star. And it's no wonder that these idiot maggots that are out there are fishing money off to him in order to support his legal fees, in order to support the gas in his aircraft. I mean, he's being made to look like if he's a rock star. Well, Stupid. Let me look. Stupid. So my view by is... The way, by the way, they shut down 3rd Street in order to get him to the court as well. Meanwhile, he's being protected by the same people that he riled up his MAGA, right, fanatics, in order to attack. I mean, it's truly, it's an amazing thing, Ben, if you think about it. Here he is being protected by the same people that he was, you know, winding up his supporters in order to attack. And, you know, when they went ahead and they attacked the People's House, the Capitol, on January 6th, it's a disgrace. Well, I mean, I think there's a broader conversation to have that we had on the past episode about the $40 million that Trump ripped it off of his supporters to pay for things like his airplane, Melania's hair. He may feel that he's uh, a rock star and has the trappings of a rock star, but in my opinion, it's slightly different than yours. I mean, as we look at the federal courthouse right now, if we think about rock stars or think about a Taylor Swift concert, for example, you usually see a lot of fans Because they refuse to lock up this monster. Lock up shit clown. Justice Department. Lined up out there screaming and cheering his name. And I think while Donald Trump would like that to happen, that's not what's taking place in Washington, D.C. Sure, you have certain MAGA followers who are out there saying some of the most deranged stuff. And, you know, we'll show you some of the stuff that's taking place outside. But, you know, it's mostly people out there who are not supportive of him at all, who are calling him out, who are mocking him, who have inflatable uh, things where they're, you know, mocking him. And, and, and that's not consistent with what we'd see of a rock star. And yeah, you know, he has a private jet, you know, he's grips tens of millions of dollars off of his supporters. Um, but, you know, I think that down America in that first room, pack. the federal judge is going to treat him. Like everybody else, Judge Chutkin is a law and order federal you, you Obama and, and, and right. so, you know, so I, I, I agree with you that the trappings of a rock star are there, but I think that the fandom, which he craves, is, is not there. Right. But remember, it's one thing when he's inside the courtroom. You and I can't see that, right? They're not going to show that. So what do we see? We see this 
this lard ass, right, leaving Bedminster, New Jersey, heads out to the airport, and they're following, they're capturing all of this as he gets onto a 757 aircraft, regardless of its age and its value. Okay, it makes no difference. That is a big aircraft. He gets into the air. They follow it. They talk about where he is. Oh, he's now, you know, he'll be landing in five minutes at Reagan National Airport, gets to Reagan National. The whole world is watching. All right. This is not a rock star. This is not Taylor Swift. This isn't the Beatles coming in where, you know, they're, where they're, you know, where their fame should be applauded. We're talking about a guy who is now going to be before a judge to be arraigned for the third time for like, what is it, 78 counts, 80 counts against him already? Okay, presumption of innocence, I'm all for it. But we don't have to bring him to the courthouse like a rock star. It's that vision. It's the, it's the perception that the media and others are creating of this soon-to-be, you know, convicted felon that is the Don't basis on why the same sycophantic fools are donating money to him and why he's given yeah. the platform that he's given. And it's not tens of jail. millions of dollars. It's over a hundred millions of dollars that he has already built out and grifted off of the most, you know... Once he can't be... Uh... Stupid people in our time. country. And it's just, yeah. again, it's bars. pathetic. Let me show you what's going on outside well, of the uh, courthouse right now. Um, an inflatable Trump is outside the courthouse right. mocking uh, Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump, though, is looking. Yes, I, I, you know, that is the way it's being covered, I think, on large media networks. But let me show you what's really going on outside of the courthouse. You're right? so play this Hell, you gotta be helping me out, folks. I can't go to jail. I'm all funky. Don't take advantage of me. You're inside an uprising. No, it's okay. Don't be my own jail in New York City somewhere. I'm a... Huh. La, 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 la. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Where'd it go? Oh, there we go. Sedona is a very special place. Welcome to Political Beatdown. I've political been beatdown. there with him. I don't, listen, like I said, nothing in this group makes any sense at all. It is just one wackadoodle sort of thing after another. And if she is, you know, good for her. I mean, good for him. Good for both of them. I don't get it. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. But... What does he need? He needs a 24-7 cheerleader, first of all. I... Okay. Um, let me start over. <laughs>
Almost done. Oh man. Fuck. But then it got beat down. At all. It is just one whack. Wackadoo. Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Marcellus, joined by Michael Cohen. We have another historic live broadcast. We previously covered the indictment when it was handed down by a grand jury with special counsel Jack Smith announcing it at a press conference in Washington, D.C., a four-count indictment for Donald Trump's criminal conduct relating to the 2020 election and the January 6th uh, insurrection. We will go over and cover what was in that indictment in more detail on this episode. Of course, as we are broadcasting live right now, Donald Trump is expected to be arraigned at 4 Eastern. Uh, and right now, an audience and a crowd is developing outside of the federal courthouse in Washington, D.C. We will be covering the arrival of Donald Trump to the courthouse. and We will be covering everything that we find out that is taking place at this arraignment that is set to take place today in real time. What we've learned already is that Trump will undergo digital fingerprinting as part of the booking process at the courthouse today. No mugshot will be taken. The court will use an existing photo break. of Donald Trump in its place, according to a U.S. Marshal Service spokesperson, as reported by MSNBC. Michael Cohen on this historic edition of Political Beatdown as we await for Donald Trump to arrive. This, uh, uh, yet another uh, criminal indictment, the third of hey, Donald ben, Trump. What are hey, ben, I wonder whether... I wonder whether they're going to use one of the photos of Trump, one of those NFT photos of <laughs> Donald, you know, uh, like at Mr. Olympia or as a superhero, which I think would be rather interesting considering, as far as I'm concerned, he should be treated the same as everybody else. And that's not what we're seeing right now. So this piece of shit lands over at Reagan National Airport. You have... Ten police cars or so that are there waiting for him. They shut down the route in order to get him to the courthouse. All right. Uh, I promise you, promise you one thing, Ben, that if it was you, if it was me, if it was any of our brigaders, if it was any other American, you wouldn't be treated like a rock star. And I have a fundamental problem with this. Trump looks like a fucking rock star coming off of a 757 aircraft. They're holding up air traffic so that he could fly in. As far as I'm concerned, you want to fly in on your jet? Good for you. All right. No different than anybody else who has a, an airplane. I don't care what the aircraft is. You land, you get off. You go ahead, you get into a car. I don't care if it's an Uber, if it's a Lyft. I don't care if it's your Political own private pizza. vehicle. And you work your way through traffic like everybody else in order to get to the courthouse on time as required by the judge. In on Plain and simple. And shut down Instead, the look at the so way it's being covered. Like a fucking rock you got star. Garrett no Hake is one of the lucky folks. Um, and he was successful in getting uh, one of the few press passes. So he's inside one of those uh, suburban vehicles, 
and he's you know photographing in live in live time for us to all be able to experience what's going on here. But you're in a caravan. I mean, Donald Trump was in a motorcade on his way to the courthouse to be arraigned for the, not the first time, not the second time, but for the third time. I mean, what are we doing? We're making a potential felon into a rock star. And it's no wonder that these idiot maggots that are out there are pushing money off to him in order to support his legal fees, in order to support the guests in his aircraft. I mean, he's being made to look like if he's a rock star. Well, Stupid. Stupid. So my view I is... Guess. By the way, they shut down 3rd Street in order to get him to the court as well. Meanwhile, he's being protected by the same people that he riled up his MAGA, right, fanatics, in order to attack. I mean, it's truly, it's an amazing thing, Ben, if you think about it. Here he is being protected by the same people that he was, you know, winding up his supporters in order to attack. And, you know, when they went ahead and they attacked the people's house, the Capitol, on January 6th, it's a disgrace. Well, I mean, I think there's a broader conversation to have that we had on the past episode about the $40 million that Trump grifted off of his supporters to pay for things like his airplane, Melania's hair. He may feel that he's a rock star and has the trappings of a rock star, but in my opinion, it's slightly different than yours. I mean, as we look at the federal courthouse right now, if we think about rock stars or think about a Taylor Swift concert, for example, you usually see a lot of fans lined up out there screaming and cheering his name. And I think while Donald Trump would like that to happen, that's not what's taking place in Washington, D.C. Sure, you have certain MAGA followers who are out there saying some of the most deranged stuff, and you know we'll show you some of the stuff that's taking place outside, but you know it's mostly people out there who are not supportive of him at all, who are calling him out, who are mocking him, who have inflatable uh, things where they're you know mocking him, and, and, and that's not consistent with what we'd see of a rock star. And yeah, you know, he has a private jet, you know, he's grips tens of millions of dollars off of his supporters. Um, but, you know, I think when he goes in that courtroom, the federal judge is going to treat him like everybody else. Judge Chutkin is a law and order federal you, Obama. You right. And, and, and right. so, you know, so I, I, I agree with you that the trappings of a rock star are there. But I think that the fandom, which he craves, is, is not there. But remember, it's one thing when he's inside the courtroom. You and I can't see that, right? They're not going to show that. So what do we see? We see this, this lardass, right, leaving Bedminster, New Jersey, heads out to the airport, and they're following, they're capturing all of this as he gets onto a 757 aircraft, regardless of its age and its value. Okay, it makes no difference. That is a big aircraft. He gets into the air, they follow it, they talk about where he is. Oh, he's now, you know, he'll be landing in five minutes at Reagan National Airport, gets to Reagan National. The whole world is watching, all right? This is not a rock star. This is not Taylor Swift. This isn't the Beatles coming in where, you know, they're, where they're, you know, 
where their fame should be applauded. We're talking about a guy who is now going to be for a judge to be arraigned for the third time for like, what is it, 78 counts, 80 counts against him already? Okay, presumption of innocence, I'm all for it. But we don't have to bring him to the courthouse like a rock star. It's that vision, it's the, it's the perception that the media and others are creating of this soon-to-be, you know, convicted felon that is the basis on why the same sycophantic fools are donating money to him and why he's given the platform that he's given. And it's not tens of millions of dollars. It's over a hundred millions of dollars that he has already built out and grifted off of the most, you know, stupid people in our country. And it's just, yeah. again, it's pathetic. Let me show you what's going on outside of the courthouse right now. Um, an inflatable Trump is outside the courthouse mocking uh, Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump, though, is looking, yes, I, I, you know, that is the way it's being covered, I think, on large media networks. But let me show you what's really going on outside of the courthouse right now. You're assaulted. Play the clip. videos I've ever seen in my life. Cohen, what's your reaction to that? <laughs> you know, look, again, um, this, this is being made into a spectacle, and the only person in my estimation that benefits from this spectacle is going to be Donald. Why? Well, once he finishes and he pleads not guilty and he, you know, gets back into this motorcade and they take him, you know, to his aircraft, which goes right up into the air because it's being held as if he's a somebody, right? It then ends up going back to uh, Teterboro or to uh, whatever's closest to Bedminster, wherever he's keeping the plane these days. I think it's Teterboro. And... You know, then he'll have a motorcade there that's going to take him back, you know, to the golf course where he's going to sit down. He's going to eat a very decent meal. He's going to have his sycophantic members that are going to be sitting, you know, there. When he walks in, they're going to applaud for him like, you know, he's, uh, you know, Caesar who just conquered, you know, another territory and is coming home for a victory. I mean, in fact, he is coming back to a property yes that he owns as now the third time indicted with almost 80 counts against him this is not something that people should be applauding but then again after watching the motorcades and the police with the lights and the sirens and the shutting down of the roads not bullshit let him sit in fucking traffic like everybody else on the beltway yeah you know but i also look at Okay, who are the people clapping? Like, 
who are the people at Mar-a-Lago who are clapping? Like, no, this isn't Mar-a-Lago. This is Edminster, New Jersey. Edminster, Mar-a-Lago, any of his properties that he commits fraud and crimes on, whatever. You know, who are these people? And very frequently, these people are, at this point, reduced to just the biggest cult members that they are. Of course the cult members are going to clap, but these people are not credible people, I think, to most of the American population. Like, okay, I showed you that video of, of the inflatable Trump. Like, this is one of the very, like, these are the Trump supporters who are outside of the courthouse right now. You'll see how small of a crowd this is right now, and you'll see what his base is. This is a Midas Touch correspondent, Brian Karam, is actually outside of the courthouse right now, and he was the one who asked this question to one of these MAGA supporters outside. Let's go to the Midas Touch correspondent, Brian Karam, right now. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, I, I, uh, what happens? Was he right about everything? No, my question is, <laughs> so if he's, what if he's convicted, would you still vote for him? to let him go. His father was an admiral. He said, 
I'm not leaving unless you let every single American that was captured with me leave as well. And they said no. So he stayed and he endured more abuse. You think Trump is that strong? You think that he would ever sacrifice himself for anybody else? And the answer is no. In fact, if I don't know if you could find it or pull it up, Salty, but Donald was actually vocal when he said once to a reporter, why would anybody ever put their life on the line for anything other than themselves? I mean, that's the mentality of a hero. What a fucking stupid moron is this guy that's standing there on the street. He's the perfect president? Really? I mean, how many things do we have to go through that he did wrong? Kissing up our adversaries at the expense of our allies? Wanting to defund NATO? Wanting the United States to leave NATO? Wanting to turn around and to get Zelensky to find bullshit and create dirt on the Biden family during the middle of a of a presidential election right in order to you know um disparage him how about locking children up taking them away from their families right uh these these uh, poor immigrants and so on i mean separating them to the point that there are still children that have been reunited with their family, you know, look, I remember I tell the story all the time. I was in Florida at one of the malls with my wife and my daughter at the time, who was, what, maybe two years old? And we were looking at something, and next thing we looked down, I'm talking about a split second, and she was gone. And let me tell you, the fear, the panic that I had in my heart, the pain in my, in my chest was overwhelming. I can't imagine what these... People must be going through after years not knowing whether your child is alive or dead, is with a decent family, is not living, you know, in squalor or being abused. I mean, this, these are the things that goes through a parent's mind when you don't have your child with you. And Donald didn't care. They had, they had infants in diapers that were basically separated from their families, right? And that these children then had to go before the judge. I mean, what, goo, 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 goo? Really? Seriously? What did you, I mean, this whole thing is out of control. And Donald Trump is the perfect president who lied to you over 35,000 times during his four years as a president? Fuck out of here, you stupid. I mean, in all fairness, we should really have a test. And a test should be for whether you can and you can't vote because this guy is clearly one of the dumbest human beings that our unfortunate system of education has produced you should find out what this asshole does for a living what he does for a living is follow around donald trump probably goes to trump rallies and probably gets a lot of money from government programs that he rouses against, if I were to take a guess of what he does. We can confirm right here now on the Midas Touch Network that Donald Trump is now officially under arrest. He has been placed in federal custody on the criminal charges for the four-count indictment brought by special counsel Jack Smith. Trump is now undergoing the digital fingerprinting uh, process that we outlined earlier uh, in the show. Trump now faces a total of 78 
felony charges across the three criminal cases so far. In New York, the hush money payments to a porn star case where my co-host Michael Cohen is a key witness there. 34 charges for falsifying business records, maximum prison time, four years. The other Department of Justice case down in the Southern District of Florida for the mishandling of national defense information, willful retention. Uh, we're talking there 32 counts for willful retention of national defense information, six counts for obstruction of justice, and two for false statements. Uh, Ten years for each count, over 400 years for the for that case. And over here, the attempt to overturn the 2020 election, which he's being arraigned today, which we're bringing you live coverage as we learn more. Two counts for obstructing an official proceeding, one for conspiracy against the right to vote, one for defrauding the United States. Again, uh, uh, crimes that carry with it very, very long uh, sentences, so 78 felony charges across the cases, uh, across the cases there. Um, Donald Trump now attacking the judge just moments before he entered uh, the courthouse. This is what he posted on his social media platform. He said, Biden and his family steal millions and millions of dollars, including bribes from foreign countries. And I'm headed to D.C. to be arrested for protesting a crooked election, unfair venue, unfair judge, we are a nation in decline, MAGA. That was posted just moments before he walked into the courthouse, uh, attacking federal judge Chutkin uh, right there. Again, disturbing trend that we see from Donald Trump over and over again. Pull up some of the other By the way, you see this guy that's in the main section there on, uh, it says Blacks for Trump. This is a mm -hmm. guy who's actually paid. I don't know... Remember his face, and every time that you see him, he will always be over Trump's it's, um, camera right. He and the other guy that's behind him, they travel to various different Trump events. They're paid. They're, they're literally paid actors in order to. It's, it's amazing. You'll see if you, if you pull up any of the, uh, you know, any of these, um, what do you call the rallies that Trump you know, goes to, you'll always see this guy and the guy that's behind him. There's a whole slew of them that get, that get paid, right? If you take a look at the crowd, other than these two yo-yos, right, what does it look like to you? Especially when you think about the guy who was making the statement that he was making to Brian Karam. It's a Klan rally. Don't they understand that this whole group of individuals are nothing more than a bunch of racist, sexist, misogynistic, xenophobic, homophobic, Islamophobic, anti-Semitic morons, right, that have finally found a furor, right, within which to sit and to salute yeah. to. And, you know, to call him a perfect president, holy shit. I mean, you know, the funny thing is, for so many years, all of these lunatics have been put into a box. And what did Donald do? What did he and his MAGA morons ultimately do? They opened up Pandora's box. And as a result of opening up Pandora's box, they unleashed the things that America had pushed aside, that we, we tried to, to bury, we tried to be better as a country, and basically... As a result of Donald's four years of legitimately having no moral compass whatsoever, he's allowed us as a country to regress a hundred years. 
And I you think know about what, that. What yeah. we need to do, and we thank God for our for our brigaders. Thank God for this show and for you know the other Midas Touch Network shows and Maya Culpa soon to be on Midas Touch Network. You know, I got to tell you, thank God for this because what will ultimately happen is we will figure out how to shove this foolishness, this stupidity, this racism, and so on, right back into the box and seal it, hopefully for good. I think about that moment in the 2008 presidential campaign, McCain versus Obama, right, where there was a person in the crowd saying these hateful and racist things about Obama. Mm -hmm. McCain took the microphone away. We're, we're saying we're better than that as Americans. Now the MAGA Republicans all get microphones and they shout and yell far worse things than were even said at that uh, rally that was held by John McCain, someone who took the mic away from the hate, Donald Trump, someone who gives the microphone to hateful people and Donald Trump, of course, spreading the hate himself. You know, when I think about that post that Donald Trump just made as he was heading into the courtroom saying, you know, all these bribes from foreign countries, you know, the big witness that MAGA Republicans said was going to confirm the bribes, right, after all these fake whistleblowers, after saying, the bribes are on 17 audio recordings. They're on the audio. Well, the audio recordings don't exist. The whistleblowers don't exist. They're fake whistleblowers. One's a Russian oligarch who even contradicts what the MAGA Republicans say. One is just been or was indicted last year for being an unregistered foreign agent of China who doesn't have any information. But, you know, they had this big hearing with Hunter Biden's business partner, right? He's going to tell everything. And this deposition testimony was just released. And Hunter Biden's ex-business partner, like, basically said the exact opposite of what the MAGA Republicans said. Joe Biden never would get involved in anything of Hunter. Joe Biden was as professional as can be. And I would tell everybody, just the evidence matters. So you could go and read that full deposition transcript. We have it posted on the new Midas Touch website, MidasTouch.com, the number one source of pro-democracy news. You know, Michael Cohen, we did a soft launch of MidasTouch.com when the indictment was announced. Did you know that it's already getting five to six times as much traffic as most of the legacy media news sites and some of the big startups that have been funded with all this outside investor money? We don't have any of that. We just have the brigaders. We have this community. But MidasTouch.com for your pro-democracy news. Check it out every day and make sure to make it your homepage. That's MidasTouch.com. This just moments ago, Alina Haba outside the courthouse in D.C. Here is what she is talking about. I want to play this clip of Alina Abba, and I want to get your response, Michael Cohen, to it. Let's play this clip of Abba. On March 17th, Hunter accidentally admits that it was his laptop from hell. <laughs> the next day, D.A. Alvin Bragg indicts President Trump. June 8th. An FBI document is released showing that the Ukrainians paid the Biden crime family millions and millions of dollars. The next day, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the Mar-a-Lago indictment. Cohen. Look, there's really not a whole lot to say. Uh, after they released the quarterlies uh, for the pack, and you saw she got paid like a million five, um, you know, from the Trump pack. And on top of that, she's now allegedly moved into Mar-a-Lago, um, you know, 
Kind of horseshit is that? Where the, where the fuck is Melania? What is she thinking? There's Melania 2.0 over here. You know, talk about, you know, Melania spent, what, over $100,000 on hair extensions? Yeah, well, I don't think it was all on Melania. I think Aline is wearing hair extensions there, too. The last time I saw her, she had, you know, a very, you know, cute little, uh, cute little bob uh, and so on. But either way, think about what we're talking about here. He needs full-time counsel as a babysitter i mean what about her husband what about uh, what about alina's you know uh husband what about her family are they moving into mar-a-lago too i don't know if, if i mean obviously i've been there many many times you're not talking about sprawling spacious um you know rooms they're small uh you know like 300 400 square foot hotel rooms you know, so where is where is she living? Why is she living there? First of all, Mar-a-Lago is not zoned for this type of use. It is a social club, and you're not allowed to stay there. I think for more than ten days uh, out of the year. It's part of the zoning. Now Donald somehow managed to get that, um, you know, overturned for him. Well, now he's bringing in people to live there with him. I don't listen. Like I said, nothing in this group makes any sense at all. It is just one wackadoodle sort of thing after another. And if she is, you know, good for her. I mean, good for him. Good for both of them. Don't get it? You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. But what does he need? He needs a 24-7 cheerleader, first of all. If you take a look at, for example, the indictment. There are statements in there which they attribute to Trump or said by Trump. And somebody uh, this morning, I think it was on CNN, went through each of those statements and there were 21 lies. What, what Alina is saying right now is not accurate. All right. It's just absolutely. If you want to make a claim that Hunter Biden took money. First of all, Hunter Biden's not the president of the United States, nor is he running for the presidency. Let's put that to the side for one split second. If he took money improperly, if he violated FARA, the Foreign Agent Registration Act, then he needs to be held accountable. I am the last one to say that he should be, you know, relieved of any and all legal obligation if he did something wrong. We have heard now for how many years about this Hunter Biden laptop? How many years have we heard about this? Four? Maybe a little more? I ask each and every one of the brigaders, Google. Google Hunter Biden's laptop. Other than, unfortunately, the uh, the porno flick, the X-rated scenario, right, of Hunter Biden. Show me what you're talking about, Alina. Show us any evidence, really any evidence, that Hunter Biden took money from Ukraine and that Hunter Biden used whatever relationship that he had you know, going for him, whether it was Burisma or anybody else, and that he asserted that relationship into the White House for a benefit. And you can't do it. You can't do it because it doesn't exist. This is fodder. This is 
bullshit. And the problem is so many people continue to say it. Members of Congress, lawyers, you know, Fox, OAN, Newsmax, they just keep repeating it. They put it out on social media platforms. And ultimately, people like this dope, the one that Brian Karam was speaking to, what they do is they start speaking to the people at their local bar and it spreads faster, right? It's like a rumor. It'll spread from East Coast to West Coast faster than a telephone call. And what a shame, because again, it is not real. It is, it has been disproving what they're saying. And then Alina Haba, given, given a platform to speak and to speak lies, this is really problematic. How do you know what's real and how do you know what's not real? And the problem is, that's, it's really a media issue, to be very honest with you. And I think it's one of the reasons why this network, why Midas Touch, why Political Beatdown is as successful as it is, is because you're not getting a spin here from us. You may not like my point of view. Because I see there's some people comments here, oh, I'm a loser. I don't give a crap what you call me, right? What I'm saying to you is factually accurate. And if you know how to use Google, it's not that difficult. Fucking look it up for yourself. And don't look it up on OAN or Newsmax. Why don't you look it up on any legitimate news source? Just look it up. And when you do, post it. Right? Post it. But since you can't, don't make it up. And that's the thing, you know, when they want to talk about, oh, the thugs, derange this, derange that. Look. I am open to actual evidence, witnesses, and facts. And if those facts were to show that someone who I'm generally supportive of did something bad, I would acknowledge that that is bad, and I would want there to be accountability. But the constant lies, the constant gaslighting, over and over again is coming from one side. It's coming from the MAGA Republicans. It's not really a both sides issue, which large media networks try to make it out to be. And, and, and just look, one of the segments I do every morning here on the Midas Touch Network and the Midas Mighty really gave me this idea is compare and contrast. What is Donald Trump saying today? What is President Joe Biden saying? As President Joe Biden says, don't compare me to the almighty, compare me to the alternative. I know lots of people, the first video they watch in the morning are those comparison videos, and I take them very seriously. And I'll show you, Cohen, what I do, because I think that contrast is so important. This is what Donald Trump has been posting today. So one of his first posts was just the, the, the number symbol, you know, just hashtag, hashtag, because he was... Um, I, I, don't, I don't know, just woke up in a bad mood. And then he wrote over here, um, I need one more indictment to ensure my election. Like, that's actually a post that he made. Yeah, I he need one more indictment in order to raise more money off of the same stupid, you know, people as the guy that Brian was speaking to. Like this is all deflection. This like is all that. nonsense. You see, you see Salty doing those like, uh, yeah, the, like uh, those elegant transitions right there. Let's all give a thumbs up to Salty. Do the, doing a great job. They do the, you know, they do the salty emoji. I want to show you. I want to show you one more. 
Um, this is what Trump posted also. He goes, I'm now going to Washington, D.C. to be arrested for having, there it is again, for having challenged a corrupt, rigged, and stolen election. It is a great honor because I am being arrested for you. Make America great again. And then you compare him just to the post that, like, President Biden uh, is making in, in Biden's life. For the millions of veterans who have been exposed to harmful toxins, the PACT Act means quicker access to health care, another post. Some say America used to be the largest manufacturer in the world, but now we can't compete. I've never believed that. We led the world in manufacturing, and we're doing it again with my investing in America agenda, Biden. Investment in America manufacturing facilities contributed more to our economy's growth than it has in 40 years. And again, I want to thank all the Midas Mighty out there for that idea of really comparing and contrasting because, yes, it's important we call Trump out for all of his conduct, but we should reflect on what normalcy looks like and what it means to actually deliver and do things for the people. And as you and I say all the time, we may disagree with a lot of things that Biden does or Democrats do. It's not about that. It's like, are you responsibly trying to come up with an agenda that helps people and delivers things? Or are you making these posts like Donald Trump where, here, here's the last one that Donald Trump said, and I guess this is going to be one of their strategies um, after this arraignment where they're going to lose. Um, he goes, the latest fake case brought by crooked Joe Biden and deranged Jack Smith will hopefully be moved to an impartial venue, such as the politically unbiased nearby state of West Virginia, impossible to get a fair trial in Washington, D.C., which is over 95% anti-Trump and for which I have called for a federal takeover in order to bring our capital back to greatness. It is now a high crime embarrassment to our nation and indeed the world. The indictment is all about election interference. And then so now you got to connect the dots, right? Many of our viewers may be saying, why was it that the MAGA Republicans and all these committees for the past few months have been devoting all their time to attacking Washington, D.C.? Remember, Cohen, all these hearings about, like, public urination? And, and, and why were they attacking D.C. the way they were? Why were they saying that, you know, D.C. is this and that? Oh, got it. They were trying to protect Donald Trump so Trump can make arguments like this. By the way, for everybody wondering if Donald Trump will prevail in a venue change motion, I could give you 100% certainty that he will not prevail in that motion. There have been numerous, numerous people who have made this same motion who were in the January 6th insurrection, and even the Trump-appointed judges who have made many bad rulings on lots of these January 6th cases, they found that the factors for a venue change were not met in those cases, and D.C. Circuit precedent does not justify a change of venue here at all. That will be swiftly rejected when that motion is brought, and then Donald Trump will go back to whining and say, oh, it's Judge Chutkin, it's unfair, everybody's unfair against Donald Trump, every woe is me, and then just whining every day. But no chance Donald Trump wins that motion. Based it's on also DC because he knows... He knows he's not going to win that motion. He also knows that he is going to be held accountable for the vast majority of these 78 counts. And, you know, every one of these counts comes with a jail, a jail sentence. So right now he's brave. 
or he's trying to make the appearance of bravery. Oh, it doesn't bother me. It's my third. I'm used to it already, right? Send me fifty dollars, a hundred, five thousand, whatever the number is, right? He's trying to show that he's tough and he's brave. As this thing progresses and they move closer, for example, March of 2024, the Manhattan District Attorney case is going to trial. Now. I don't care what anybody says. I saw Cy Vance was on TV this morning. I saw, I've listened to a couple of other pundits say, I don't think that that's going to result in, um, it will result in a conviction. However, they don't think it will result in jail time or um, a sentence uh, that would require him, whether it's uh, jail time or some form of a home confinement scenario. I totally disagree. And I love how the pundits who don't know shit, they have no real information other than the same things that are floating around out there. Because the one thing I can tell you about all of these investigations is that you know only as much as they want you to know. And I can tell you, knowing the documentation and the testimony, he's got real troubles as it relates to just that. And that is, as far as I'm concerned, uh, on a one out of five, that is number five. Right, number one, probably being the January 6th insurrection of seditious conspiracy. But we're looking at just with these three indictments, over 500 potential years of incarceration. That's a pretty long time, you know, for a, for a guy who's 78 years old. Um, you know, look, it's the whole thing is, again, been out of control. Um, Allowing these, you know, just allowing these folks, you know, to see Trump paraded through as if he was a rock star, superstar, or somebody of significance. He's a nobody as far as I'm concerned. He's a traitor to our country. He's a traitor to democracy. He is an absolute embarrassment to our country as far as the world sees it. Um, we should not be we should not be bolstering his ego because that's what he's that's what he sings until he gets home and then he realizes holy shit I'm in some pretty big trouble. What we should be doing though is making sure everybody reads on MidasTouch.com the full indictment because it is so surgical in how it was written. It is so detailed. It is so fact and evidence based. MSNBC breaking news. White House deadline. White House 4 p.m. today. Yeah.
Turned it off. It's like, just enjoy the moment, man. Check this out. Do you want to be try my hang out in my hat? <laughs>
wrote this two-page memo. This is the plan for Mike Pence to be able to essentially overturn the 2020 presidential election while presiding over the Electoral College certification. Number three on this list, another former Trump attorney, Sidney Powell. They point out that she filed a lawsuit against the governor of Georgia, which she knew. They also point out in this indictment that Donald Trump was
wanted to ask if you talked to your father and uh, his idea. Yeah, I actually spoke to him uh, a little bit ago, and he's doing great. No, Donald Trump is definitely not doing great. <laughs> I guess the walls at Mar-a-Lago are probably driven with ketchup like it's a scene from The Shining. One of the charges uh, that they allege here is that your father knew uh, that this was all bogus, and he pushed it anyway. Do you buy that? Anything uh, that they're putting out there these days, Rob. I mean, have we noticed the pattern of what's happening? Have we seen what they're doing on a daily basis? I mean, what, my father's right. Why did they wait two and a half years? You know why? Because he's leading in the polls. Because they're afraid of him becoming president and dismantling the unit party, dismantling the deep state. I don't believe in this level of coincidence anymore. If you look at the fact pattern, right? Literally the day after Hunter Biden's BFF testifies that Joe was involved in all of these schemes. He was on the phone 20 plus times. They indict Trump. Don Jr. can whine all he wants about Joe Biden, but there is one thing that we know for certain. President Joe Biden has zero felony counts. And Donald Trump, well, he currently has seven days. And when it comes to the smoking gun, known as Hunter Biden's summer business associates, that are Republicans had to have a non-color by session because they knew they had nothing. Don't take my word for it. Just listen to what the fuck Mandy Jane.
people that watch it on TV, they're over it. They don't see it as a holy day the way you guys see it. Again, the documents change. And I'm talking about what Biden did with it, what Trump did with it. Regular Americans on Main Street aren't fussing over where the documents went. They really don't care. It doesn't affect them. In the 90s, you had sex. It was titillating. People were very focused on it. It was a different culture back what then. What okay? the hell? If you find cash bribes that go into Biden's offshore bank accounts, that's going to light up the country. That is a cash bribe from a foreign company that's in the bank accounts. Goodbye, okay? Sex and cash bribes. That's going to do it. Documents in January 6th, not going to do it. Hi hey guys. Don't it. This is like What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, 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 this is the establishment terrified of Donald Trump's re-election because of all the money that's going to dry up and all the things. Come on, over there. You know what? They're terrified of the Trump. Watch out, little Yoda. Come on, move it. Come on, guys, move it. Come here, come on, Yoda, come on. Whoops, watch out, guys. Hi, Hanky. Judge in Trump's new election theft trial five hours ago.
will get a fair trial. She is somebody who will ensure that not only Donald Trump, but the American people will get a speedy trial and the result will be reliable because she will preside over this case when a judge should preside. So I, for one, was thrilled when I saw that Tom Detective was the judge to do this assignment. How do you contrast this judge, this judge Cannon, in Florida? Polar opposite? I would like to call her the anti-alien Cannon. She is entirely independent, she's fair, she's honest and honorable, and I will say that so much of what we've seen out of Judge Cannon has raised, I think, reasonable questions about her impartiality. So, um, as you know, you know you built uh, one, one pretty dismal reputation for yourself once uh, somebody calls you the anti-canon and they call you honorable and fair. So, uh, you know, I guess that you know, speaks to uh, the reputation that, again, Judge Cannon has built for herself. You mentioned uh, the prospect of a speed trial, and Jack Smith, during his press conference, also mentioned a speed trial. Um, but the right to a speed trial is already in the current. So why do you think that he made the conscious decision to expressly invoke this point specifically? Uh, I, I can't look into Jack Smith's mind, but I have my He's going to go for speed. Last thing they want is a speedy trial. <laughs> A speedy trial too.
Insisted on a trial when I got beat up at cop. Tanya's record, figure out there's a good chance he could get more than 20, 25 years. <laughs> nah, 55 years. That's maximum. Uh, but then, Trump's lawyer went on Fox and he claimed that the indictment against Trump 
means that uh, I think his quote was exactly religious yes. speech now has been criminalized. So what's your pushback? <laughs> Uh, and then Trump's lawyer went on Fox. Trying to make it fit. You're still there. Oh gosh, you are. Maybe I'll stop while I'm making a 